Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. Cover God goes undercover. The, 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 the police officer, go, officer goes undercover so that he might infiltrate a sociological construct that would not allow him in otherwise. You have to be one of them in order to get the classified information that you need to know, in order to be able to become one of them and be trusted enough that you can find out where the kingpins are and where the power is and where the influence is so that you can change things and move things around. You, you, it's, it is the kind of job that the police have determined cannot be accomplished from the outside. You have to be on the inside or you cannot get it done. When, when you think of understanding where we are today on Pentecost Sunday, it is the commemoration then of what has happened between Passover to Pentecost. From Passover to Pentecost. Passover, you remember, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. So when, when I see the blood, when I see the sacrifice, when I see the, the, the shed blood, when I see the blood on the doorpost and the lintel, I will pass over you. The reason that the death angel passed over the children of Israel in Egypt was when he saw blood on the doorpost, he had no reason to come in the house because the blood was a sign that death had already been there. Oh, yeah, you, get, you, you see what I'm saying? It was not that this house was better than that house. It was not that this house were more holy than that house. It is not that this whole house was more spiritual than that house. But the death angel was passing over Egypt. And any place that he did not see blood, he went in to kill. But any place he saw blood, he didn't go in to kill because the blood was a sign that death had already been there. So it passed over. What was the Passover in the Old Testament for the children of Israel in Egypt becomes the cross for the New Testament church. Jesus becomes my sacrificial lamb who shed his blood. His blood is an admission, first of all, that I am not inexcusable. I am worthy of death. The death angels should come in my house. The wages of sin is death. It is right for me to die. He couldn't break his word about it. The day you eat of the tree, you shall surely die. God could not change his word lest he become a liar and cease to be the truth. And so in order to keep his word and remain the truth, he had to make sure that he didn't wink at my sin or clothe my sin. There had to be somebody who paid the price for my sin to pay the debt my sin owed. And through the sacrificial lamb, the lamb says, you don't have to kill the firstborn in this house. I will die for the firstborn. Jesus says, you don't have to kill Jake's. 
He's worthy to die. He's supposed to die. He's been accused by the law. He's been found guilty by justice. But I will stand in proxy and die for him so that all the things that he should get will... Oh, you get what I'm saying. I want to pause right there because I want that to sink in. All the things that you should get, all the things that you deserve to get, all the things that your behavior should prepare you to get, the only reason they didn't happen is because Jesus stood in and threw the blood over your house, and when justice tried to get you, mercy made justice. If I had, like, five or six or seven or eight people who were glad for the Passover, it would make this service really... Yeah, 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 yeah. Shake, you don't have to tell them about your business, but shake them by the hand and say, you'd be surprised what passed over me. Yeah, you, you'd be surprised what passed over me. You'd be surprised what should have killed me. You'd be surprised what should have took me out. You'd be surprised what almost happened. You'd be surprised what threatened to take me out. You'd be surprised what came up against my house. You'd be surprised what happened to my cousin, but it didn't happen to me. You'd be surprised what happened to my sister, but it didn't happen to me. You'd be surprised what happened in my neighborhood, but it didn't happen to me. It was supposed to happen to me. I should have been a statistic. I should have been a case study. I should have lost my mind. But when it came to get me, I want to have about 30 seconds of Holy Ghost praise for the things that passed. And it is no, it is no mistake that on the night that Jesus was to be betrayed, he took bread and broke it and wine and blessed it on the night of the Passover and said, take eat, this is my body that was broken for you. He is then identifying himself as being the Passover lamb. And right after that, he goes to the cross. And on the cross, he dies. And he sheds the blood so that death could pass over. It caused such a turbulence that it broke up the graves in Jerusalem. It upset the stones, eradicated the entombment, moved stones and boulders out of the way. Dead men were seen walking the streets of Jerusalem. It, it brought such a shaking that the sun said, I've never seen a day like this. I can't look at it. The sun covered its face and refused to shine. It brought such a shaking that the ground got nervous and, and said, oh, my God. And the ground started shaking because he had done something in the heavens that, that caused death to pass over. It, it, it was so much that the centurion, who had never believed, looked at him and said, surely this man is the son of God. It was Passover. Sets its watch by the Passover. In order to determine where Pentecost is, you have to count 50 days past the Passover. 50 days past the Passover is seven weeks. Seven weeks with seven days is 49. The 70th week of Daniel, 7 times 7, 49 days. And 49 days had to pass by in order to enter into the 8th week 
of new beginnings. The 50th day, oh, you follow what I'm saying. The 50th day is the first week of the eighth week of new beginnings. Eight, Michael, is the number in the Bible for new beginnings. So when the day of Pentecost was fully come, good God of mercy, since death passed over, it had to pass over for purpose. Passover for purpose. Passover for purpose. If death passed over, it passed over for a purpose. So the gap between the Passover and Pentecost is discovering the purpose. The 50th day is a new beginning. In other words, let me break it down. God said, I passed over all of your old mess so that you could have a new beginning. This is New Beginning Sunday. Clap your neighbor and say, get ready for the new me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, this is the time that you find out what the warfare was about. This is the time that you find out how God delivered you and what he delivered you for. This is the time that you discover that God saved you for a purpose and you're ready to step into your supernatural purpose. This is Pentecost Sunday. I want everybody who understands the words that are coming out of my mouth to give God a praise right now. I feel a breakthrough about to come forth in this way. There's a breakthrough about to come through in your life. There's a new you about to come out of you. There's a shift that's about to take place. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. So that when a famine broke out in your world, when your world got crazy and people started killing and shooting and diseases started running wild and crazy and death was everywhere and there was a famine in your land, you could cry out to heaven and there'd be somebody in there to represent you, a mediator between God and man. That is to say, the man Christ Jesus. Jesus is our man in heaven. He is God. I'm sorry, Brian. We're going to have to let you go. Failure is not the end. We've had to make staff changes. Listen for destinies under the Destiny awaits you. Will you take the first step? Destiny is written to connect what's in you with the purpose that awaits you. The first action step requires faith. Order destiny today. Everywhere books are sold. There is more. I want you to understand that that the process of going undercover is, is not something that was founded by Hollywood for Beverly Hills Cop. It's not developed in a criminal justice course taken in college. It's, it's not an ideology that's passed down through a psychologist who specializes in criminology. No, 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 no. God is the founder of the concept of going undercover. There's a lot of preparation that has to go into going undercover, a lot of study, a lot of research. It takes a lot of time to go undercover. You don't, you don't just go undercover suddenly. It takes a while to learn the lingo and the language and, and the dress and the styles and the times and who the kingpins are and where to go and how to actually have to train to go undercover. Uh, for 42 generations, God trained 
uh, to go undercover. He was, he was studying it out and preparing himself and said, Lo, I come in the volume of the book to do thy will, O God, it is written of me. I'm going undercover. He, he found a virgin named Mary and, and said, Mary, I'm going to use your womb as a dressing room so I can style my clothes because if I come as God, they can't handle it. So let me step over in your dressing room and wrap myself up in flesh and there in a manger with nothing to witness but cows and sheep and camels, he went undercover. He said, I'm going to put my son undercover in the earth. I'm going to let him be born like a man, grow up like a little boy. I'm going to let him grow up as a carpenter's son. I'm going to let him live like a man. I'm going to let him get sleepy and tired and hungry and thirsty like a man because he's God undercover. He's so undercover. You know, when you go undercover, generally, you have to almost kill somebody for the gang to accept you. And, and in order for them to believe that he's legitimate, I'm going to let him die like a man. And it's going to shake up the heavens when he dies like a man. That's why the ground is nervous. That's why the sun can't look at it. Because they've never seen a day where the sun died. And when he died, the ground started trembling. But don't shake ground. Don't be scared, son. He's just undercover. I did all of that so I could slip him in. Into the heavenlies. Into the heavenlies. So that you would have somebody kin to you. In heaven. So that you would have a priest that can be touched by the feeling of your infirmity so that when a famine broke out in your world when your world got crazy and people started killing and shooting and diseases started running wild and crazy and death was everywhere and there was a famine in your land you could cry out to heaven and there'd be somebody in there to represent you a mediator between God and man. That is to say, the man Christ Jesus. Jesus is our man in heaven. He is God. Gone undercover. He's undercover. I need you to whisper it. Ten people, he's undercover. He's undercover. He's undercover. Whisper it. Whisper it. He's undercover. He's undercover. He's undercover. He's undercover. Anything that's undercover, anything that's undercover, it does not yet appear what it shall be. It ain't over yet, it's undercover. Don't, don't judge it right now, it's undercover. Anything that's undercover, it hadn't been revealed yet, it's undercover. You're healed, but it's undercover. You are rich. You're already delivered, but it's undercover. It's undercover. Don't tell anybody it's undercover. I have been with you, but I shall.
shall be in you. I'm going undercover. The Bible says that if the princes of this world would have known what they were doing, they would have never crucified the Lord. What they meant for evil. Oh, I wish I had some Bible scholars in here. What, 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 what they, what they meant for evil. God made it good. When, when, when they crucified him, they thought they hurt him, but they helped him. Because when they crucified him, he slipped. See, let me explain. They crucified him to get rid of the body. It was a plot to get rid of the body. We got to get rid of the body. We crucify him. We'll take the body away. God's expression is out of the earth. Gone. Roll a stone in front of him. It's gone. They didn't know. They couldn't remove the body because the body was going. So, this is what he did. The physical body led them out as far as Bethany. He said, he led them out. Come on out. You can't be security. You just stand there. Uh-huh. You stay right there. You led them out as far as Bethany. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He said, uh-huh. just stay right there. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. You led them out. You lead them out. Oh, excuse me. I, I got happy because when I thought about how he how he led me out, yeah. Yeah. he led him out as far as Bethany. Uh-huh. Come here, come here, come here. Uh-huh. He led him out, led him out as far as Woo. Bethany. Uh-huh. He says, "Now this 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 is as far as I can go with you. I brought you here. I'm with you, but I want you to go on to Jerusalem." When you get to Jerusalem, the God who was with you. Now, this is what you're going to do. You're going to get in Jerusalem. You're going to be in one place. You're going to be with one accord. You're going to be talking about me. You're going to be singing about me. You're going to be clapping your hands about me. You're going to be worshiping God about me. You're going to be remembering me. You're going to be thinking about me. And when it's just right, when it's just right, when you finally hit the right hallelujah, when you hit the right glory to God, when you hit the right thank you, Jesus, when you hit the right blessed name, I'm not coming in until you get it right. But when you get it right, The devil is in trouble this morning. Somebody's about to offer the right praise. Y'all don't stay right there. Y'all didn't hear what I said. You're on the verge of the right praise. That next praise is going to set it up.
were in one place and that with one accord, lock arms together, lock arms together, y'all. They were in one place with one accord. Now just go forward. I'm in you. They can't see me. They're just going to see you. But Christ in you, the hope of glory, they're going to hate you because they hated me. When the enemy comes in, I'll lift up a standard against them.
However, with your gift of $120 or more, we will also include our Agents of Change Transformation Kit that comes with a travel mug, notepad, and transformed 30-day journey of change journal full of scriptures and encouraging words catered just for you, as well as a pen to help you log your transformation. Power up to be a blessing to those around you as we become Secret Agents of Change. and be a failure with God. Jimmy Evans shows us how to succeed in what matters most. Be inspired by anointed ministry with Joni Lamb. Come out to hear a special message and worship with Joni Lamb and the Daystar Singers. Friday, October 9th at the 2015 Glorious Conference in Destrehan, Louisiana. Hosted by Kathy DuPlantis. For more information, visit us online at daystar.com. Join us in the green room only on Daystar.
worship You deserve my praise Thank you, Jesus Adoration and glory It belongs to you always Oh, you deserve my worship Yes, you do, Lord You deserve my praise Adoration and glory Belongs to you always When I think of the goodness of Jesus
and he will meet you where you are. Draw near. Whom have I in heaven but thee? And there is none on earth that I desire besides thee. A flesh in my heart may fail. God, you are my strength. And my portion forever I draw near I draw near I draw near Jehovah my refuge I draw near I draw near I draw
This morning, most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you, Father God, for yet another day's journey upon this land that you have given us. Oh, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for keeping us, Lord God, even when we couldn't keep ourselves. We thank you, Lord God, for being the watchman, Lord God, that watched over us each each and every last one of us as we slept last night. And you woke us up with a finger of love, Lord God, touching us to rise and see the glory that you have given throughout this day. Father God, we ask that your spirit would take control of our hearts and our minds and our souls, and we ask that you will order our footsteps right now in your word, right now, Lord, this day. In Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you, O God, for just giving us the activity of our limbs, clothing us with your love and bathing us with your spirit. We thank you for girding us with your with your word of praise, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for just giving us, Lord, the opportunity to come before your throne of grace and mercy to seek your will for our lives this day. Father God, as we go through this day, Lord God, we ask that your Holy Spirit would cast down anything that the devil has tried to plot and plan for us right now. Father, I cut it down at the root and send it back to the pits of hell from which it comes. For he has no dominion over your children. Father God, each and every day, Lord God, we fall short of your glory. We fall short of your 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 mercies and but yet and still, Lord God, you find us favorable, Lord God, to let us to see another day. Father God, we ask you to forgive us of all unrighteousness, close and purge us from all our sins, Lord God, any trespasses or anything that has caused us to transgress against you, Lord God, whether it's been spoken, whether it's been in our thoughts or our minds, Lord God, whether it was in our hearts, Lord God. We ask you to forgive us right now of all those things, Lord God. Clean us up and blaze us with the blood, Lord God, that can wash us white of the snow. Father God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters who are on this call, Lord God, even those who are listening through the computer, Lord God. I ask you to bless them, Lord God, throughout this day, Lord God. Let that day be prosperous, Lord God. Let it be ordained and governed by you. Let your spirit and your word forever take root in their hearts and their minds so they can remember it, Lord God, and bring it up against the enemy, Lord God, when he try to come in attack us. Father God, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus who love us. So we want to give you all the praise, honor, and glory. We want to thank you, Lord God, that you kept the deaf angels from around our bedsides, and we want to thank you, Lord God, for just not allowing us to lose another member of our families. Father God, we want to thank you for our fathers, those of us who have fathers and mothers who are living, Lord God. We want to thank you, Lord God, for strengthening them, for keeping them, and for coming them worthy to see their old age. Father God, we even ask you, Lord, to cover those of us who have children, Lord God, even those who have interaction with children, Lord God, that you would cover those children, Lord God. Let them learn what is being taught, Lord God, and what those says you, so says you. Father God, we pray for righteousness, Lord God, that we can walk upright before you and we will not be counted we would count blameless for the sins and the things that we have fallen short of. For many are the transgressions of the land, Lord God, but we're striving for the, to walk holy before you, Lord God. We're seeking to be more in them to delve more into your Holy Spirit, Lord God. We want to tap into the realm, Lord God, Lord, take us higher in our worship and our praise for our Father. We ask you, Lord God, to just keep us and watch over us, even as we are on this call. Let the words that come through, Lord God, from let it come from heaven, Lord God, into our hearts and our minds, and from our hearts and our minds to our lips, Lord God, and from our lips, Lord God, let the praises go up to you. Father God, we give all honor, glory, and praises to you, for you alone are worthy of all the 
praise, the worship, and adoration, and glory, it all belongs to you. Father God, each and every day that we walk, Lord God, we can see your glory if we just take time to meditate and see what is going on in our lives, how you are bringing us through these trials and these tribulations. Though there's dangers on each side of us, Lord God, you have kept us and protected us from all. Father God, your word teaches us that a thousand have fallen our right side right side and, and, and 10,000 on our left side, but it would not come nigh to us, Lord God. And we want to thank you for it. Father God, we ask you, the Lord God, to, to be with all those who would take part of this call and let them share, Lord, what you have given them. Let them speak it with boldness, Lord God. Let them speak it with purity, Lord God. For it has come from heaven into their hearts and their hearts to their lips and their lips to our ears, Lord God. Let us hear what thus so says you. And Father God, let us take time out to study your word and seek your words for for ourselves. And we ask that you give us the knowledge and the understanding, Lord God, of what the Scripture is teaching us. And let us be able to share it and walk with wisdom, Lord God, so that we would not fall short of your glory, but be strengthened in you. For your word teaches us, Lord God, when we are weak, that's when you are made strong. So we ask that that inner strength, Lord God, that's you who lives in us, rise up right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God, and that we can cast down the devil and his foes right now in the name of Jesus. We can even lay hands on the sick, Lord God, and they shall be healed. We can even lay hands on our bodies, Lord God, and we shall be made whole. For, Father God, we, we know that you you are the, the um, sculptor, Lord God, and we are the clay. Mold us, make us, shape us, and, and, and prune us, and and, and Glossing us, Lord God, so that we will shine forth, and the light that's living in us will shine forth to this dark world, Lord God, so that men who are walking contrary to your word and to your will and your way will see the glory that you have upon us, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, to be with those who are not saved right now in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Even touch their hearts and minds. Let them have a desire to come and seek what we see, Lord God, that you have done for us, so that their eyes be open, the scales will be moved from their eyes, and their lips will be will we'll part, Lord God, and the bands of their tongues will be loosened, Lord God, and give you glory, honor, and praise, and confess Jesus as their Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name we pray. Father God, we ask you to cast down anything that is not of you, Lord God, anything that will impede us from being prosperous in this day, Lord God. Cast it down right now in the name of Jesus. Any thing on our jobs, Lord God, to try to hinder us from and get us off our marks, Lord God, we cast it down in the name of Jesus. Father God, we know that there's glory that, that only you can give, Lord God, that's going to be shared to us, Lord God. So for you are the gift giver, Lord God. You develop those gifts that you have given us, Lord God, whether it's to pray, whether it's to preach, whether it's to read a word or share or counsel, Lord God, whatever it is, Lord God. Develop those gifts, Lord God, so we can worship you in truth and spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-
speak about and I went to my notebook, well, one of the 50 notebooks I have, <laughs> and was looking, you know, I have several things that I've prepared already from when I was supposed to finish my book, and um, you know what, I realized that I just sometimes you just don't, you just don't even know. You know, you don't really have anything prepared. It's just like, wow. And um, and so I just, I forgot to put something, you know, to put something down in me to say that wasn't prepared. And um, I got up and I went over to the dresser for something else and I picked up where well, I had to move this note, this little journal thing that I have. And um, <clears throat> there's a sticky note on the front. And it says, you don't know, you don't know truly who you are and what you are made of until you are tested. And I said, wow. You know, that's it's quaint, but it's true. And it said me. I said, oh, that's my quote. <laughs> what was going on when I when I said that? Because I dug this out. It was put up like in a box, or and I've been here for three years, so you know it it, it was before that even. And I said, wow, what was going on here? And you know, I realized that it seems like you know, and I was saying this to my mom too. And I said, why does it seem like our lives are just full of, you know, tests and trials all the time. Like sometimes it seems like you don't get a break, like you don't get a letter. It's just one thing after another, after another, after another, after another. And I, man, you know, it seems like people who don't believe sometimes get to have all the fun in those who... <clears throat> doing, you know, who are trying and things like we, you know, get, um, like Sam says, that we get all the love for it to us. I goodness, what, you know, what, what is this? And um, I realized that, I realized that Bishop Noel Jones really did say it best when he said, folks who don't have anything special don't go through anything. It's easy. It's easy to just kind of go through this life when you're not being tested. You know, it's easy to um, just kind of skate through, you know. But it really is when you, when you are tried and when you you know, travail and you go through tribulations and it seems like you're tested, that that really is the time that you find out who you really are and what you're moving up because you might think, I've seen, I've seen it, where people thought that they were really, 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 um, you know, super Christian and strong and all this stuff, but then when the trial came, you know, it kind of folded. And said, so, wait a minute, wait a minute now, maybe I'm not as strong as I thought I was, and maybe 
I mean to, um, you know, kind of toughen up a little bit, meaning I need to get into my words more or I need to, um, you know, enhance my um, my prayer life or I need to get into words more or I need to do whatever. And then, you know, I'm sorry, I'm speaking because I'm thinking while I'm talking. And, um, you know, because the thing is, the enemy really does want to tear out everything and I'm watching it happen. There's so many people around me. The enemy just wants you to be soulless and lifeless. He wants you to have nothing. He wants to take every bit of your joy. He wants to strip away everything good. He wants you to be nothing. Like a zombie, like I watch The Walking Dead. Well, I don't watch The Walking Dead, but I have seen the commercials and stuff for it. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's what the enemy is supposed to be. Like The Walking Dead, like zombies, like we're moving and we're walking around, but there's nothing on the inside. Light's gone, but nobody's home. That's, you know, he wants to keep, you know, sending um, negative, you know, keep sending calamities and trials and tribulations and tragedies and negativity and things that, that just kill uh, kill ourselves. He wants to keep sending it our way because he wants to, he wants to dead spiritually. And, and as far as our soul, he wants our soul, but he doesn't want a soul that is, you know, full of hope, full of joy, full of peace. He doesn't want a soul, you know, that is um, that is comforted or that is um, happy or that is connected to God. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that. Can't do this. Can't do nothing with that. He wants a soul that has been tapped out in a person who has totally just given up. A person who has gone through so much to where they don't even want to get up a bed in the morning, to where, you know, they don't feel like praying, to where, you know, they just, they don't even want anything to do with anything anymore, which causes, you know, the family to suffer, which causes the children to suffer, you know, um, all of that. All of that time, because it's, it's hate. You know, the enemy hates you when you are um, on the you know on the righteous path or trying to be on the righteous path. <clears throat> and so, um, we have to make sure we have to make sure that no matter what, and no matter what that we don't let him steal everything from us. We have to make sure we don't let him steal everything. I mean, you know, he get a few sucker punches in. And you get a few of those in, and sometimes it seems like we just getting pummeled. I mean, just pummeled. He stands to a bloody pulse to the point where, you know, we look around and all we see is failure. It seems like we failing. Everybody around us is failing or going through. Nobody's, you know, being productive. Nobody's being successful. Nobody's happy. Everybody's, you know, um, going through all the time. Everybody's sick, calamities and, and tragedies. And, you know, because that's 
all of that stuff kills the spirit. It can kill your spirit when there's nothing of light that you see when you look around and it seems like all you're seeing is darkness. That stuff kills, it can kill your spirit, especially when it's constant, when it's every day or when the phone rings, there's always something bad. When the mail comes, there's always something bad cause stress. You know, um, it can, yeah, it can do that. And then the enemy has one and he's laughing. But he's saying, see, got you, got him. There's another one. What is your God going to do for you? So we have to make sure <clears throat> that in the process of going through our trials, in the process of, you know, dealing with the tragedies that happen to us and dealing with the calamities and the stress and the strife and just things that happen you know, during life, you know, things that happen during life, we have to make sure that we do not allow that stuff to become our whole life to the point where we don't, you know, have fun, we don't do anything relaxing, or we don't um, set our eyes on things that are like, that we don't fellowship and laugh, that we don't take time out to pour back into ourselves, that we don't um, you know, forget to, you know, go out with some friends, have dinner. You can even have a Bible study, you know, all that stuff. We have to make sure that we don't get so involved with putting out fires all day, every day, that we don't forget to get some life into us because you will look up. We will look up and the enemy will have won. The enemy will have won. And, and, and you know, have made us believe that this is all there is. So that's, that's, I mean, it's not anything deep and profound, but that's really been on my mind lately because I've just seen too much of it. And the enemy is on the attack, and he is out for blood right now in everybody's life. He is out for blood, especially if you are a believer. He really is out for blood. So we have to make sure, and we know we have to do the regular stuff. You know, we know that we do the things that we know we're supposed to do, like staying in the Word and, um, you know, praying. You know, we know that. We, we, we do. We have to do that. But besides that, an extension of that is doing some other things. And we become so used to just, you know, travailing all the time that we don't realize how you know, it even affects other people because people are watching to see what your God is going to do and to see if your God is powerful like you say he is. And if all they see is you stressed and travailing and going through and why, you know, and all that stuff, you know, why would they come to God? Why? If they never see you smiling and it looks like your life is so horrible. I've had, I've heard people say, well, if that's what it is, I'm good right over here. I don't want I don't want none of that. <laughs> I'm A okay. And then sometimes, you know, we say, Well, you know, it's the God thing people don't understand or, you know, they don't under no, see we gotta stop doing that all the time. Because what that means, the message that, that sends to people is that God just wants us to go through all the time. We and that's not true. 
that's not true because why would he give why would he send those gifts to us then? It's not true that he wants us to just be in bondage and just be, you know, going through negative stuff all the time and just, you know, be sick and be stressed to the point we can't spend time with our families or we don't enjoy our life or we don't stop to take care of ourselves. We've fallen apart physically. We've fallen apart, you know, mentally. That's not godly. That is not godly. And we have to stop playing games and telling ourselves that that's godly, that that's what God is. Because it's not. And so we can do all that other stuff, and it's what we're supposed to do, but then we have to be proactive at the same time and take some steps to um, to do something positive, you know, to present something positive at the same time so that people who are watching, people who we might want to invite into the kingdom, they see that that's not all there is because the other way can be a hindrance, just like being a hypocrite can be a hindrance, just like, you know, um, not, you know, just like being mean or whatever can be a hindrance or saying things out of order can be a hindrance. That can that can be a hindrance as well. So um, I, 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 that's just what what I have to say today. Can I comment on what you're saying? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, in the word of God, Paul said, whether I'm abased or bound, abound, I will be content. Meaning whether I'm in high or I'm in low, I will be content. What happens is, as we are babes, children, we're on milk, and I'm I'm not talking. I'm going to be honest. It doesn't matter if you've been saved five days, if you've been saved five years or twenty years, depending on the amount of word that's inside of you that you walk in, that you have a relation that you're in. Not what you study, not what you read, not what you heard, but depending on the amount of word that's inside of you dictates how you respond because what you're talking about is struggle. But how you respond and how you deal with that struggle is the difference. So what happens is, very honestly, your trials and tribulations are not going to stop, and they're probably going to increase as you grow. But when you focus on yourself, when you focus on you and your what you got and what you need, that's where you get the anguish, the the grief, the 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 complaining. And I'm not gonna say you don't have moments, but I'm talking about when the majority of the time you're you're agitated, your pressures up. This all that's saying, just like what you were talking about yesterday on situation, all that's saying is that you are looking at you. You're focusing on what you can, can't do, where you're at, what's going on. You're not focusing on Christ. Because, see, what happens is when you, when you, that's what Peter, when he walked on the water, when your gaze is fixed upon Christ, you, just like I talked about Sunday, you see what's going on, but you're focused on Christ and you're listening and you're attaching, you're walking, and he's giving you that peace. He's giving you that strength. He's giving you that comfort. And when you're giving that, and as you, and I say, it's progressive, because at what happens is, yeah, we will we will vent, 
We will complain. We will say different things. But as you begin to grow, you begin to recognize that you need to be quiet. Sometimes you're just so overwhelmed you can't say anything. And, and you just learn, like, lately I've, I've noticed I'm really trying to shut my mouth even more dealing with the things I'm dealing with because I'm really recognizing who I am in Christ, and I do not need to speak negative. I'm not going to say I don't slip up, but I'm talking about for the most part. So what happens is in that transition as you're growing, you, you your focus is not so much on the battle as it is on Christ. And so then what happens is people are still watching, and then when you do tell people what you're dealing with and what's going on, they're wondering, how in the hell did you come through that? I don't see how you do that. How they, they're in amazement, but you're just doing what God's calling you to do, and you're drawing strength from him. Yesterday I was talking to Erica, and I was telling her, you know, like, I was, um, huh? Uh, literally, I was talking to Eric, and I was telling about a situation where I literally understand the spirit, soul, and body. A part of me just rose up and told, shut up and do what I tell you to do. And the other parts of me like, man, there he go again. I'm sick of him. I mean, I kept doing I was doing what I needed to do. I kept doing it. I wanted to stop and go. I was tired, but. It was like two little complaining brats. There he go again. I was telling us what they just like little children. And so me and Erica really got in a deep conversation about it because, see, I'm recognizing spirit, soul, and body. I'm recognizing even in your spirit you got different aspects. In your soul you got different aspects. Your flesh. So I'm beginning to understand that. So I'm like, which one was that that rose up and told the others what to do? Because uh, you can't. You're not going to go against your – you're not going to go you, – God is not going to go against your will. That he's not going against your will, not in this dispensation. So me and her had a, a conversation about that because I needed her to talk about it from a clinical because she's studying to be a counselor. She's got that gifting and also from a spiritual aspect. So we talked about probably about an hour or so, just the ins and outs and the different things. And then later on when I was going up the stairs, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, my spirit, now see, recognizing inside of you once you're born again, you have the Holy Spirit that's inside of you, and then you'll have your spirit. Then we talk about proper alignment, meaning that your spirit governs your body, which governs your, your spirit, governs your soul, which governs your body. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said that it was my spirit that was telling my soul and my body to shut up and do what I told you to do. My soul and my body have legitimate complaints. They're tired. They're worn out. Is what, What's going on? We, you know, my, my, me and Erica really got into the emotional aspect of, of how sometimes we, that, that can be a benefit or, or negative. But my spirit showed me that it was him who, who told the others two to shut up and do that. And that the complaints were legitimate because of the fact that they are worn down, tired, wanting to quit. But what it is is that my spirit is in alignment with the Holy Spirit who has given my spirit order. So when my body is worn out, my spirit will get strength, which will give it to my body. When my soul needs to have some understanding or some decision, my spirit will get it from the Holy Spirit and give it to my soul. So even though the complaints are legitimate, I get what I need in order to function. Now, I'm going to tell you a little secret what works for me. I'm so focused on trying to keep me still, keep me peaceful, to keep me. I don't have time to get up into the, all the other stuff because it would pull energy from me. It will pull me away. 
So as you grow in what you're talking about, what happens is we start out complaining and the firing and the trial, but as you begin to learn more about Christ and he begins to grow more inside of you, then you're not really, you, it's just another trial. That's why when Paul got bit by that snake, he didn't even react. He shook it off in the fire and kept going about his business because it had got grown up in him so much that he knew who his source was. And that for the enemy to stop Paul, he literally had to stop Christ because Paul was on a mission in subservience unto Christ. So it's just a progressive revelation that you have to go through. And in the transformation process, you begin to lose focus on what's going on around. Christ begins to grow up inside of you. You begin to not even quibble about what that so much because you're trying to, you're too busy trying to, like Erica said yesterday, keep my head in the game. And then the others that, yeah, they notice what's going on. And, oh, they may not even understand. But when the moment of the opportunity presents itself, you reveal to them and they stand there like, wow, I'd have quit. Mm-mm, I could, because they don't understand how you're doing. And so that leaves them with, well, something is different. Something is working. How, and that's where that leaves them at. So it's just progressive revelation. It's just progressive transformation at that that we have to go through as being the people of God. Okay. All right. You ready for your prayer, dear? It sounds like you're ready to give it to me. <laughs> Look, so much was said and what you didn't say. I <laughs> I just need that long. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm going to say no? Because you're on the road. I... Go right ahead. Alright. You've got a lot that you're pondering, concerning, wondering about, trying to seek God and trust Him. One thing He's saying be more patient. Be more patient. And let him finish what he started. You are exactly where he needs you to be. Dealing with the positive and the negative exactly how you need to be doing. You're allowing God to reveal, to show you, to keep you, to move you. And and, and, and these are, when I was talking about transformation and processes, these are the processes that you're undergoing in order to get where God is calling you to be. So trust him to work out all the details. Mm. I said details, meaning those fine things, those little things. The big thing is done. You're where you're positioned correctly. Now it's all the details that need to be worked out that's going to make a difference in how you walk. See, we, I can't get her exact statement, but I think she says, excellence is a standard, it's not our, it's not our goal. 
it's in the details where we arrive at excellence. It's in the details that we 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 need we need to strive for. But see, the details require patience. And as much as we talk about, honestly, guys, majority of guys, people ain't patient. They 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 hear or they see, then they run out and they try to do just like you, just like what we talking about last night. Then they're running out on their own strength, their own abilities. Then when the hard times come, the situations rise up, and then we go crying to God. Well, really, this is the you got yourself into this. It was not me leading you into this the way that I planned for you to go. So now you're on your you're you're on you. But in the details, when you live with the patience of God, moving in course with the Holy Spirit, when you run into these trials, then you can go to cry before God and wait upon him and let him work it out his way. His way. So you're exactly where he needs you to be. Now, be patient. Let him fine-tune your hearing, and that's what he's doing in you. He's fine-tuning your hearing. See, since I know you personally, you got a lot of voices inside of you. And God is fine-tuning so that you begin to distinctly know his voice aside from all the other voices. And one of them is screeching right loud. He don't know what he's talking about. Shut up. And that's exactly what I mean. You got a lot of voices inside of you, and God needs you to know his voice amongst all the other noise. And the only way that he can get you to know and to recognize and move in accordance with his voice is for you to slow down and be still and listen. Then when you hear, then go and get his word and back it up with his word. He's not going to tell you anything which is, which is not backed up with his word. Not your feelings, not your emotions, not what you see, heard, but what his word says is going to be, everything that he tells you will be backed up with, by, and for his word. Even if you might not understand it or see it at that moment, but when you have that discernment inside of you telling you, okay, just take it and hold on to it. In his due time, he will reveal it to you. See, that's what people miss it. They read the word. They see the word, but it's not revealed to them by the Holy Spirit, so they miss it. Outside of revelation by the Spirit of God, the word is a good book. But when it's revealed to you, that's when the power comes in. That's when the anointing comes in, by the revelation of the word of God. So let him keep you where you're at, as uncomfortable as you're upset, and let, uh, and let it all be as it is. Don't fight any of it. Recognize each and every aspect for what it is. But you seek out God's voice through the midst of the noise and watch for the transformations that are occurring in your life. I'm done. Thank you. That was like a little kid. Okay. <laughs> I saw him. I'm just, I'm, hey. Good morning and amen. Praise okay. the Lord, everybody. Good morning. Praise everybody. Good morning. 
Is that is that is that, is that Miss Hallelujah in the background? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I heard you went to homecoming. You got up on stage and everything else. What? What you just say? I said I heard you went to homecoming and acted a fool. You popping up on stage. They breaking out dancing. You doing everything. They're like, oh. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. A lot don't care who tell it. A lot don't care who tell it. <laughs> as long as we get told. As long as we get told. I'm, I lie, I don't care who tell it. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. A lot don't care who tell it. Good morning. I may have called right in time. I may have called in just in time because you've given us some good. You've given us some good good. And i got to get some of that good good while getting this good. Did you All get right. It? Get it. <laughs> Oh, but if you if you put them out there, I would re- I would take I would receive it in the name of Jesus. I would receive it right now. Um, but everybody doing okay though, for real. Yep, yep. We doing Family good. good. Oh, that's that's good. That's good. Hey, Maria. Yes, I, hey, how you doing? Who, who's that, Renee? What's uh-huh. that, Renee? At least who's that, Renee? That Renee? was Renee. Oh, was good morning. Renee. Good morning. Good morning. I'll, I'll take some of that good you're giving out, bro. <laughs> take some of that, right? You know, Sam, um, uh, it's so, you know, it's amazing because, you know, sometimes when we talk about things, well, for me anyway, after after I give it, a lot of it I don't remember. Mm. You know, I, I remember just the essential parts of it. I don't remember a lot of the the tidbits that go into it, which is why, you know, you used to tell me all the time that I need to start writing things down because, you know, so much comes and then as I give it, it's like it filters out because he gives me something else that I Uh. need to focus on for that given moment, time, or situation. And it was good to hear all that over again because, you know, as I was giving it to you to, you know, um, answer some questions or address some things that you were uh, concerned about, I guess to hear it again, it was a blessing to me to be able to receive what I heard. I just I had to hear it as opposed to tell it. Okay. I mean, and that, again, that's just uh, uh, that's just really again when the Holy Spirit is really using and flowing through you. There's, I'm gonna say it like that. There's like a slight disconnect. <laughs> and, it is. And until you really go through it, you don't. A lot of people don't understand that because it's a disconnect from self to where I connect with God. Exactly. And the Holy Spirit. And so I just I'm able to give what he's given me. And, you know, like I said, a lot of it, you know, I can hold on to the essential parts, but a lot of those tidbits are things that, you know, I just they just they flow. Mm-hmm. I understand. So I have to have a recorder. Go ahead. One reason the call is recorded, though, I seldom will probably go listen to it, but. Yeah. And that's why it's probably best that I, yeah, I, I'm going to have to, 
because uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. <laughs> but it's all good. It's all good. Still on the line, Maria Mathis. I'm about to pray for you, Maria Mathis. You ready, Maria Mathis?
for waking us up this morning with the right mind to stay focused on your will and your way, God. I thank you for life in itself, God, because that's the most precious gift that you've given each and every one of us every day, God. We thank you right now, God. And if there's anything that's in us, God, that is not of you, God, forgive us and purge us, God, right now in the name of Jesus. We need thee all we need thee, every hour we need thee, God. And we thank you for the blessings of life, the blessings of your love that wraps wraps itself around us each and every day, God. Thank you for dying for our sins, God. Thank you for restoration of our minds and our bodies each and every day as we rise. God, as I, Bible, and I, continue, as I continue to bow before your throne of grace and mercy with thanksgiving ever so in my heart, God, I lift up to you to stick and shed in God. Right now, God, we have family members and friends who are going through that, going, going to that, going, going through that, too, that going to God. And I pray that you've been in the midst of that going through, God. Let them continue to look up and not look back and look around them, God. Let them focus on you and the, and the healing that you have for them, God. God, I also want to lift up to my lift up to you, my cousin Keith. Blake, God, as he's going through this trans, going through this situation that he's going through with this this mini stroke that he had on yesterday, God, continue to strengthen him and build him where he's weak, God. Right now, be at his at his bedside, bedside right now, God, and heal his body, God, right now, back to to one from whence he wants new, God. You know all about what he needs and desires in his heart, God, and I, I pray that you answer them, God. He has a Lord have mercy in his spirit, God. Right now, capture that Lord have mercy and you move on, move on into God when you speak it out in the atmosphere. Thank you, God, for letting me lift up the sick and shut in for the strength and the peace that knowing that you are there and you are with them. Thank you, God, for continually healing my body each and every day, touching me with your love, and to give me the testimony to share with others about your goodness, God, because by your stripes, we are healed. Thank you, God, for letting me bow before your throne and look up to you. It is in Jesus' master's name I do surrender this prayer because I do surrender all. And I say amen, amen, and amen. Amen. I want to live so God can use me anywhere, anytime. And in saying that, I got to, I'm going to share this devotional with you all that I've read um, today from Rick Warren. God loves you this much is the topic. And it comes from 1 John 4, 8, God is love. The Bible says God is love. It doesn't say God has love. It says God is love. Love is love is his nature. God is love. God created the, the entire universe. He created this planet. He created the human race. Then he created you because he loves you. God created you as an object of his love. He made you so he could love you and so you could love him. God's love for us is the reason our heart is beating right now. It's the reason we're we're breathing. God's good news is that He loves us. He loves us on our good days as much as He loves us on our bad days. He loves us when we can feel His love, and He loves us when you, we can can't seem to feel His love. He loves us whether or not you, we think we love, we deserve His love. There's nothing for us 
There's nothing we can do that make God stop loving us. We could try, but we can't. But we simply can't do it because His love for us is based on His character, not on anything we do or say or feel. God loves us so much that He sent His Holy Son Jesus into this world so that everyone who believes in Him would not perish but have eternal life. John three sixteen. Jesus Jesus stretches His arm out as wide as His cross, saying, "I love you this much. I love you so much it hurts. I love you so much I'll die for you." so that I won't have to live without you. God's love surpasses all human knowledge, and it is difficult for any of us to grasp the wide, the width and the length and the height and the depth of his love for each of us, Ephesians 3, 17 through 19. And there are there is about three questions that they ask. How should a deep belief and confidence in God's love for you change the way you, you live your life? How should a deep belief and confidence in God's love for you Change the way you live your life. The second question is, why do you think so many people have a hard time accepting God's love? Now, we can all answer that. At some point in our life, we have a hard time accepting God's love because of the fact that we feel that we don't, we don't, he don't, we don't deserve his love in the way that we act in flesh, in the way that we think in flesh, in the way that we live in flesh, in the worldly. That's one of the questions that I, I, I really wanted to found on. People think... They have a hard time accepting his love because they not they have not surrendered his, their, their life to him. So they have a hard time because some people think that I'm not good enough. Some people still think today I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not worthy to, to bow before him because of the things I've done in my past. But sometimes you have to accept him by asking God to forgive you. And that's, a, that's that question. That's why I wanted to respond on that question. Why do you think so many people have a hard time accepting God's love? Because of the way they're living. And some people are fearful of giving their lives to Christ because they think that, you know, I want to hold on to this part, but I, I give God everything but this part. But, you know, that's the fear in, main, that's the fear in them not surrendering their lives completely to God, will and way. And, that, and that's what my uh, lesson was for the day. Um, and the third question is, what can you do to show God that you love him? Trust, read, study, do. Trust the Word of God, read the Word of God, apply and study the Word of God, and be doers of the Word of God. That was my answer. What can you do to show God that you love him? Those are trust, read, study, pray. I mean, for, for course, pray going to be entitled in that all together. Um, and that's what my um, devotional lesson was today. Amen. Amen. We all have to, 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 you know, people, we all, when we were going through our going through, when we were in the flesh, when we were doing other things, that we, the way we make choices, the way we want to make them, didn't care what, what the opposition said, didn't care what anybody said, it took, it takes discipline to bring it all in. And, and people are fearful of, you know, if I, you know, I've heard people say, well, I ain't ready to change and, and and when in due time I'm a change and nobody can make me change. No, you're right. That's a choice. And it takes a, it takes discipline to reel that all in. But and when you when you really when you really when you're ready to really lay down your life for Christ and you're really ready to give it all to him, people think that the reason why they don't want to do it because they think they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna change. Oh yeah, he's gonna change you for the for his good, not your own. 
That's why some people are fearful of, of changing. But he's going to love you regardless. And it's going to be situations and times where you have no other choice but to turn to him. He's going to put those in your life. It's not always the devil doing it, y'all. You know, the devil made me do it or the devil, that devil really is looking here. It ain't always that. It ain't always the devil made me do it or the devil. Sometimes these situations come from him to draw you back to him. Just like America's father said something about Joshua, how he how he was trying to do things his own way. Um, in was it Joshua, Erica? Joshua? <laughs> like, but God makes you do things to turn back. God do, does put things in, your, in place so you can turn back to him. He knows all about what's going on. He knows all about us. And the things that we're doing and not doing. So he's going to put those situations, those trials and tribulations, he's going to put those situations in front of you just, just to see what his son and daughter is going to do. Are they going to turn back or are they going to run? That's why he loves us so. That's why he loves us so. And, and, that's what, and, 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 I, and, and I do, and I believe that wholeheartedly because sometimes we could turn and run from that situation that he puts us in. You come to find out a month down the line, this is where you are, back right in that same process that he put, he started from the beginning just to see what you're going to do. And sometimes you might not be yet there yet. He's going to continue to pour into you, strengthen you, do those things that will make you stronger, do those things that get you. Sometimes you turn and run from out of, out of uh, she, I'm not ready to address that yet, Lord. Lord, I mean, uh-uh, I, I can't, I can't, uh, not right now, I can't. So he, he won't put no more on you than you can bear, of course. But you won't, if, if it's a situation he put you in, and you run some of the first time, guess what's going to happen the next month, or the next couple of weeks, or next, the next situation going to be similar to the same one he put you in, going to bring you right back to the beginning. Even in the midst of going going through, and you stop to turn around and run back the other way. Then you just got to start. I mean, he'll put it back in front of you, so you can go through it and turn back to him. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So the question is <clears throat> that question. That, that question is. Oh Lord, I lost my voice. Thank you, God. That question that that written. So why do we think so many people have a hard time accepting God's love? And what can you do to show God that you love Him? Back to that question. Why do you think so many people have a hard time accepting God's love? I answered it. Fear change. Fear. I mean, not really. You know. Afraid to be naked, all those things above, in front of God. Not man, but in front of God. Or even in front of man. Because if you, ch- you know, when you become a, a Levite or become a, dis- a disciple of Christ, people tend to, people, the ones who are not of Christ tend to look at you funny. I'm not a part of the crowd. I am in God's crowd now. But I'm still Maria. Hey, I'm still me. I just got my head on right. I'm still Maria. I'm still crazy for Marie. I'm still crazy for Marie. But I'm godly. I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in a good place with him. Amen. I'm done now. 
Thank you, God, for letting me, let me share your word with my family, God. I pray that all ears were open to receive what that was, what, what, what that was for her. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. What was that? Yeah, come here. Y'all still there? I'm still here. All right, give me one second. I'll start on my list. Gave my child some money today. She's happy. Well, give me some then. Mm-hmm. All right. Come on over and get it back.
Give me one second. I'm going to start on my list. Chakra. 
for leader. Honorable Christian, good 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 Johnson and Jackson family, Chemical Fish, Chemical Fish, Chemical Fish, Rasa, Sakara. Renan Fingso, Chemical Fish, Chemical Fish, Rasa, Sakara. Shawan, Chemical Fish, Chemical Fish, Sakara. Brandon Allen, Chemical Fish, Chemical Fish, Rasa, Sakara. Diana Sandy, Chemical Fish, Chemical Fish, Sakara. William Derby, Chemical Fish, Chemical Fish, Rasa, Sakara. Young man on his seventh street, Chemical Fish, Chemical Fish, Sakara. Kevin Holton family, hundred go fish you around the book around the top. Cowell Johnson, the run room around the good fish you run around the water of fish around around the Rasta, Sakara. Shibai and Uncle Shinner go fish you around the Rasta. Amanda, hundred go to the guy with Rasta. I get Diane's Yep. And I do list the people I pray for. She should go fish you around the book, fish around the book, fish around the book, fish around the fish around the book, fish around the book, fish around the book, fish around the fish around the book, 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 Maria Burr's children, Honorable Fisher, Honorable Fisher, Honorable Mail station rolls and I'm around the fish around the right outside, Sakara. Mike Bradley Hernandez, run the run the good fish around the run the good fish around the right outside, Sakara. Keith Powell, the fish is a wonderful good fish around the run the good fish around the right outside, Sakara. Taylor Borden, Hunter Cotation on Ron Rosada, Sakra. Benjamin Benji, Horror Shield of Fisher, Ron Rosada, Sakra. Lala Mandy, Shield of Ron Rosation, Rarakasa, Sakra. Courtney Callum Brandon, Hunter Wonder Ron Rosada, Sakra. Nick Brandon, Holly Smith, Hunter Fisher of Sakra. Red Friend Didi, Hunter Fisher of Sakra.
your grace and your mercy, Lord. Thanking you for, you know, being God and just thanking you for allowing each of us to wake up in our being, Lord, with the ability to um, move our, our limbs, the ability to utter worship and praise to your name, Lord. And just we just like to thank you for all those things that you continue to give us another opportunity to do, Lord, to be with you, to um, seek you, and to seek your face, Lord. I lift before you the prayer shift and ministries family, thanking you for all of our family members, Lord, and I ask that you continue to strengthen our family members as you continue to strengthen us, that we intercede on behalf of one another. Lord, I ask that you continue to keep our bodies and minds strong and keep us focused and keep it maintained on you. Lord, I ask that in any of our weaknesses that you make us strong, Lord, and that you rid us of those things that we that are unnecessary, those things that you don't find to be beneficial to us. Lord, I lift prayer shift and ministries as a whole to you, Lord, thanking you for this venue, this establishment, this place that we're able to uh, call and communicate and share your word with one another. And, Lord, to be able to share our lives and our experiences with one another, Lord, where we can we can encourage and motivate each other, Lord, through our hurts and pains, and even, Lord, be able to celebrate and worship and praise in the victories that we experience. Lord, I ask that you continue to touch my family, lead, God, and direct them in, in the path that you desire them to go to. Lord, I come to you in prayer for myself, Lord, asking that you create in me a new heart. Lord, create in me a new mind, Lord, that I'm able to seek you despite my situation and circumstances, Lord. And I ask that. You touch my body and my mind, Lord, that I may be healed, Lord, and that I adhere to the direction of your word and your will, Lord. I pray that you continue to strengthen me and allow me to stand boldly on your word, Lord. It's in your son Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Amen. I was having a thought as you were praying. And I believe this is the correct word or the word usage, but the word I'm coming with is temper. If something like temper then it's able to endure more than the average steel. Am I correct? Am I correct in saying that? Is it what? What was the word again? Temper. What yeah, that is tempered. Anything that's tempered, like tempered steel. Tempered steel is able to endure like higher temperatures of heat than regular steel. Mm. Okay. Tempered. Well, look it up real quick. I am. <laughs> Uh, having a specified temper or disposition. She had a baby. The baby Amen. Was born, um, 
Okay, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. I, I would like for Grady, I would like for Benny Freed, I would like for all my other scholarly brothers and sisters that are in this classroom to please close their or abuse in <laughs> That's Brother Richardson in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. It says, it says having the elements. Tempered, having, first definition, having the elements mixed in satisfying proportions, qualified, lessened, or diluted by the mixture of influence of additional ingredients. Number two, treated by tempering, especially of glass, treated so as an impart increased strength and the property of shattering into pellets when broken, having a specified temper. Conforming to adjust by temperament. Now, is it? Don't give I don't know if it says, because I'm thinking it's like if it's able to have higher temperatures and stuff like that. I'm really not sure. The regular stuff doesn't say that. What's your mom? Especially with our metals, we have to have them tempered. I talked about that. I said with metals, you especially have to have them tempered. In order to conduct your warnings and heat. I'm not that type of a person. Say that again. Well, I said what he said. I can't hear, because he's like real low. Okay, for metals, they have to be tempered in order to conduct even heat. I'm sorry, what was your question? Okay, say that again. What was your question? Okay, okay. you're talking about things that are tempered. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I would say especially for metal, because you have to have those tempered in order to conduct the even heat. Well, what what I'm searching for, and I guess that might not be the right word, but certain certain of you know um. Um, that it's able able to withstand more than the average. Right. It's going to endure better. Okay. Okay. It's going to endure. That's what tempering does. It helps, close your mouth. it helps to endure. So like someone was talking about the tempering of glass. If you don't temper that glass and you put something hot on it or you set something in mm-hmm. on it, in a certain spot, it's going to shatter. Okay. But just like on cars, they use tempered glass. So right. that okay. way, it's going to endure bumps. It's going to endure things that hit it, even the little small rocks. That's why you only get that little that, that little spider line. Because <laughs> glass was tempered to endure things like that and more. And that's what I was picking up when um when she was praying was for us to be telling what God is doing. He's 
allowing us more. What you been doing with your mouth to have some up yeah. in there? Go ahead. What's that? Okay, you remember that? Uh, I thought it was though when you were um, wrestling with the fact of Jesus being tempered, I mean, tempted. Oh, now, you sent me the pictures today, y'all. Look at it. He ain't doing real good. Oh, you sleep. And That's in the country all with Instead of Jesus being well, tempted, and he was being tempered. Look at it. I mean, but two weeks old and B. Don't even try and do me. 
Marcus, when everybody else go out, you stay in here. Okay, I'm back. Got lost the signal. Okay. So I lost the signal. I was in the store and I lost the signal. Okay. Well, like I was saying, you remember that couple of weeks ago, you were saying that you were laughing with uh, Jesus was being tempted? Oh, oh, okay, right. Uh huh. Okay, so look at it like this. He was being tempered. Oh, he was being tempered so he wouldn't be able to endure the temptation. He was being tempered. Now, you talking about in the Garden of Gethsemane, or are you talking about in um, the 40-day fast? In the 40-day fast. Everything he went through in order not to be poor things. Mm-hmm. He was being Okay, so I'm going to tell you, okay, so I'm going to tell you, 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 I
very jealous, envious, unrest um, soul. But, like I said, through Jesus, he took on all our sins, and even with him coming down and telling his disciples and everybody across his path who he was and what he came for, you know, we all get into this thing for where people try to tell us stuff, and if we don't want to hear it, instead of saying we don't want to hear it, we go into a right, 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 or, you know, we tell them something that we think they want to hear. But in the meantime, for us not listening, we wind up missing out on a lot. Mm. And so, like I said before, Jesus said, the other. And when he got up on that cross, he said, Father, forgive us, but they don't know what they do. They did. They thought he was worse, and they were bothered by his worse. But they didn't get a full understanding of what he was saying. But with him sending the comfort of the Holy Spirit, okay, we got to go through these trials and tribulations. And if need be, get a journal, write down the, 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 the lessons learned throughout, throughout our day. Well, being tempted is going to be in a high heat where it's got to burn off some elements, some, um, and get some elements to come and work together for the time to get what you're going to use it for. That's the only way it's going to be able to endure. So what I'm trying to say is we got to go through them, that's what's going to prove that we can endure. But we have to be careful on how we go through Alrighty, um, pulling up back home. I'm gonna switch buttons again, and then we'll do the listening to reading from my other listening to reading. Good morning, everybody.
Okay, I'm back. So what do we have to do? Prisoners, missionaries, congregation, churches. Go ahead and knock those out, and I do my list, and we get into the reading. Was somebody saying something when I got on? Oh, I said good morning. Oh, okay. All right. You want to do prison, Renee? Okay, yes, sir. Lord, we come to you as humbly as we know how to pray for prison. Lord, we put prisoners on the altar in every form of fashion. Prisoners behind sale bars, prisoners mentally, prisoners physically. Lord, open up their eyes. Open our eyes to let us realize that we are not prisoners. We're your children. Your children with you give us the authority to have power. The power for your word and for your will. Lord, for the prisoners that are behind bars, you pray that you work on their spirit as well as their heart. Give them ears to hear. Give them eyes to see you. Lord, you told us that in our most broken state, in our most broken way, you you are able to come in and make us brand new. Lord, as we pray this morning, we pray that you take our broken pieces. We pray that you take our imprisoned pieces and make them new to transform us into the creatures that you had created us for and for the purpose you prayed us for. Lord, you had the three Hebrews boys and the fire, and they were tempered. As we go through, let us be tempered and burn off the sediment, the elements that we need to rid ourselves of, all to shine on a better glory and show the expression of your love of you through us. As we pray under your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Uh, missionaries. Lord, Praising you today for your most wonderful creation, as we well as pray for missionaries, as they go to and fro to pass on your word, to show a word of kindness, to show good through them. We pray that they have protective angels, as well as enduring strength, your enduring strength for. Your word is a light upon their feet wherever they step they are upon the ground, representing you. So we pray that they stay focused on you, they focus on the unloved, the church, and the law that comes their way. 
and just give them a word to open up their fear gates, to heal, and to light them in for a relationship with you. Lord, I pray that they can, I pray that they come into you with much thanksgiving and to appreciate your love that you have for them. All in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Uh, we got prisoners, we got missionaries, um, congregations and churches. Okay, congregations and churches. Okay, Lord, as you said in your word, you will come back for your ride. Lord, give us the mindset, work on this diligently, the many points of life inside the churches and congregations to be a stunning bride to you. Lord, let us go and get deeper into your word in order to pass it on and to bring one of your children home and to your bosom. Also, Lord, let it be from the heart, not from the eyesight, but from the heart, connected to your spirit. But where judgment has no room, just extend a welcome to come in and suck as we connect with you. We are a hospital to heal the spirit. Or you can look at it. We are a we are a body shop to refresh the spirit. Lord, let us go out. Let us invite. Let us have a let us have a revival. All for what you say is a perfect union, and also. To let your will and your word go forth. Not in image, not in fashion, but for what you meant for it to be. All in the name of your son Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, abuse and addiction. Lord, today we pray for abuse and addiction. And we pray that you give them back their joy. Lord, as you give them back their joy, also let them realize that the Lord can give it to them, the world can't take it away. Let them realize their joy is bigger. And that to forgive and to pray for strength to know who you are and what Father God has gave you and that man himself pray for for reclaiming your joy you reclaim you in the spirit you also reclaim Jesus the Holy Spirit as well as God and for there, you realize you have no use 
for what you choose to abuse or be abused or to harness on something that means you not do it. I would name them the Son, Jesus Christ, Amen. Amen. And I guess let's see some hospitals. Lord, today we pray for the deceased and hostage. Lord, we pray for the people who home for a job well done. As well, we pray for their family members that will no longer see them in the physical. But we pray that our delivery and good needs they done will comfort their hearts as well as knowing that they may not see them in the physical anymore, but they did implant their life and their seed of them being here. So let them be bold witnesses to talk of their good that came from you to them. Lord, for hospice, you have the final word. Lord, I pray that they take on the invitation, stuff with you, get to learn more of you, or either get to be more deeper in you, or you still have work for them to do until you decide to call them home. And we pray for Jesus as well as the Holy Spirit and their willingness to be a foot soldier for you, to uplift, to remove, and to rejoice all on to you. In the name of Jesus, on Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Okay, I think that's it. Other ones. You want to do some of those? What was that? I said the other lifted. I pray for you. Some of those. You said other that you pray for me and what else? I said I have. I think that's that's all of them. Another lifted. Okay. You want to pray for those? I think you take on that one. Huh? I'll let you take on that one. Okay. Um, Lord, to walk in the realm of the supernatural. <laughs>
pray for discernment. Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of the city can increase. Welcome to the realm of supernatural. 
And that might do it. Anybody think of anything else? My brother Farley. What's up, brother? I I must apologize. I didn't realize my phone was on mute and the kids was wanted to hear the hear the prayer call and then I had two or three classes with me. I didn't mean to disturb you all. Thank you, Erica, for sending me the text. <laughs> no problem, sir. We were here disciplining your class. Say what? I said we were hearing you disciplining your Oh, I ain't go hard, though. I ain't go hard. <laughs> I, got, I got three teachers now, so I got all the kids. All right, then. Oh, Fun. You having a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw a test on their behind. Yeah, hi. I keep busy. <laughs> All righty then. Let's listen to a couple of songs, and I guess we get into the read. Okay, okay. All righty.
Get ready for the lesson. Now let's listen to this song first. Even if I try, but still 
Sometimes we need help getting to the throne room. Sometimes we need help to get before the presence of God. That's why you got to have your inner circle. When they can see when you're struggling, when you're hurt, when when you quit, when you turn around and you're walking away and they'll just come and grab you. They they won't even say nothing. They'll just grab you and they just say, come on, roommate, no. Come on, come on, come on. And just take you where you need to be and then just leave you there. Now, you work that out between y'all two. You work that out between you and your daddy. See, see, sometimes you got to get to a point where you're broken. Where, where anymore. Sometimes you got to get to a point that see, see. Sometimes we got this veil or or this facade or this or this strength or this or this. But no, God will let you get broken. Then you just really begin to talk to Him. <clears throat> You really begin to talk. I didn't try to say pray in the diplomatic form. What's written down, let me read this. But now you say, hold on, hold Jesus. Now, wait a minute, Lord. I need you right now, Lord. I'm going through. I don't know what's going on, but, Lord, I'm here before you. You got to do something. See, when you're broken like that, when you're broken and you're out of yourself because you had your wits in, you was involved. We were talking about spirit, soul, and body earlier. You know, a lot of times you don't recognize how much of you is involved in what God's trying to do. How much you is and your understanding and your perception and your mindset and you and you and you and you're wondering why, why, why was it ain't going right. You wonder what's going on. What's the, and God said, you're trying to do what I'm supposed to do through you. Let God break you. See, it's a difference from when God breaks you and the devil breaks you. Come on now. It's a difference from when God breaks you and the devil breaks you. See, when, when the devil breaks you, it's for your destruction. It's for your end. And he'll take you out. And he don't care. And he'll laugh at you. You say, you fool. You shouldn't have listened to me in the first place. Ah, I got you now. But see, when God breaks you, when he allows you to go through step by step, piece by piece, and, and something's always just falling or missing to you. Really, everything just falls out from up underneath you. And God allows you to begin to see you. See, that's when we were reading the other day about Paul. When he first, he said, I'm the least of the apostles. I'm a, so, a bottom line, as the more he got closer to God, the more he recognized how filthy and how unworthy he was. The greater, the closer he got to God, he began to see how filthy, how, how unworthy, how, 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 God, how do you even use me? I'm the greatest of all sinners. Because he began to recognize how how God is. How glorious he is. Paul began to recognize that. And then he began to, Lord, and you're using me. 
And again, we ain't talking about just anybody. Paul wrote the majority of the New Testament. So now if in his walk, he began to recognize how unworthy, how much he had to get out of himself, how much he, you know what, Lord, I, I don't even know why you use me. What about you? Can you humble yourself? See, you can't humble yourself to that point. You know why? Because you're going to get in the way. But God will. God will. <laughs> I tell, praying for Lisa earlier. Okay, he got you exactly where you want Want Where he wants you to be. She's flustered. She's mad. She ain't understanding. But God said, I got you that purposely. So you begin to hear me above all that other noise. So you got to hear him before you can see him so that you can trust him. Now, that y'all need to write that one down because, yeah, Erica, I ain't going to remember it. But you got to hear him first because there's so much going on in your side of you, inside of this world, inside of life. And it's designed to pull you away. Remember, the, 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 the prince of the paladins of the, of the air. This whole world is designed to pull you away from God. It ain't happenstance. It's purposeful. It's designed to pull you away from God. So that you can't even hear him, let alone see him, to begin to trust him. Come on now. But God has to get you to a point where, you, you, where only his word will prevail. Talking about yesterday, how I began to, you know what, I got to get a devil his props. Because I recognize how strategic he is. And then I like the way Erica reworded what I said. But it, even in that, that, I give God more glory, and I'm humbling even more. more. I'm even humble more because I see how oh, my magnificent God has pulled me out time and time and time again. I'm sitting up there scratching my head. I got my own foot up my behind. I can't go nowhere. Lord, how is this going to happen? And next thing you know, somehow or another, I'm out. See, that's what it looks like on the opposite end. But when you're going through, see, that's the thing. When you're going through, it ain't, it ain't that easy. See, when you're wailing and you're crying and you're hurting, but you keep on stepping. See, when you're going through and a guy got to shut up and you begin to draw upon God because you don't have it in yourself. See, when you're going through, you can't even understand, but God intercedes and gives you the strength and the direction to walk that thing out. God's grabbing hold of you and pulling you to where you need to be. Then when you get a chance to take a breath, that's what I was talking about earlier with Lisa. You get a chance to take a breath. Yeah, the fires are there, but they ain't hot as they used to be. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yeah, the fiery front, but I, they don't even have a smell of smoke. Because God has so engulfed you, and you've been so engulfed in God that you've just been focusing and walking. And then when you look back, you say, how in the hell, Jesus, I don't, how, how, that can't be nobody but God. Through your mistakes, through your hurt and your pain, through the crying, 
through the pond, through the just I quit and turn around and and and, and your intercessors grab you say, Yeah, not today. You can stop tomorrow. Today you on my watch. Today I'm holding your hands up. Today I'm gonna get you where you don't where you need to be. See, all that that's why the body is so important. That's why every joint supplies one another. We need each other. I need you to go through. So you can help me when I'm stuck. You need me so I can help guide you. We need each other. But it's all because of Jesus Christ. It ain't got nothing to do with me. It's all because of the master. And it's his glorious plan. See, we need to focus on him. We need to seek him and allow him to work those things out in our life. And trust him in spite of. Trust him in spite of. And allow him to be God. And for us to be his servants. And I'm done and I blame all that on Tamala Man. Oh, we're supposed to be getting to the reading, huh? Before I do that, okay. Hello, hey, Cher. Hey, did you just get on, Sam? Huh? We, have you been on today? Yeah, been on for a while. Oh, okay. Um, I have a big prayer request. My sister-in-law's in in surgery right now. She's got ovarian cancer. Okay. Let me lift her up, and I'm glad you did get on because I need to pray for Scarlett, too, so let me do that now. Scarlett had surgery yesterday, and it went fine. Praise the Lord. You betcha. Oh, you betcha, man. But let's keep her in prayer, too. Okay. All right. I'm going to let her go. She'll go. Run, 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 go. Say, she'll go. Say, she'll go. Say, she'll run, run, go. Say, go. Say, she'll go. Say, run, run, go. Say, Father God, I'm going to. Lift up Scarlet Bushikaha Rambo Koseke. Lift her up before you, Father Horamba Sirikoseje. Lift her up before you, Holy Spirit Shandrosikada Horambranda Gose Shigose Shigose Shigrombraka. Lift her up before you, Randada to keep her, Father. Comfort her, heal her, anoint her, impart inside of her those things that are needed, Lord. Lord, impart in her those things that are needed. So she can be used by you and for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And I want to lift up <coughs> your sister. Hora Sirikasandra Gosaka Horombrasa Sirikose Shirikasa Shirikosa 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 Hurasa Saraka Amen Amen Jesus name Amen God bless you Sam Thank you No problem Oh we love you man God <laughs> All right Shia yeah.
Okay, um, I want to pray about two things before I get into the Word. Uh, Lord, I did something the other day, and I feel led to pray about it. You know exactly what it is, Father. <laughs> yes, thank you, Father, for doing that. Ho yarambokata. Thank you, Lord, for Rombosike. Now move Ho Sharada. Amen. And amen. And Lord, I have you know the decisions that I'm thinking about, Lord. Yes, Lord, I just want to confirm that with you. I thank you for the confirmation, Father. Amen. Okay. Okay, we're going to talk about grace. Mm. By grace are you saved through faith, and that is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, that any man should boast, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. From this scripture, we see that grace is a gift. If a man receives salvation in exchange for his works, then salvation is but another word for wages. Or if salvation is given in exchange for the benefits bestowed, then it's simply a reward. Now, if a man receives salvation as wages or as a reward, then salvation is not a gift, but something that he was entitled to, and therefore is not of grace. Grace is not <coughs> excuse me. Grace is not something given us to help us keep the law. Grace is undeserved mercy. The source of grace is God's love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life, John 3.16. The channel of grace is Christ. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, John 1 and 17, Titus 2 and 11. The instrument of grace is faith. By grace are ye saved through faith, Ephesians 2 and 8. Not faith in, in a thing as some good deed we have done, but faith in a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. Then we may know, then we may the better see the difference between law and grace. Let us contrast them. Blood and wine. The first miracle that Moses performed as a representative of the law was turn water into blood, typical of death. Ezekiel seven nineteen and twenty one. The first miracle that Jesus performed as a representative of grace was turn water into wine, typical of life. John 2, 7, 11. Darkness and life. All the law can do is produce darkness, as when Moses called this thick darkness to cover the land of Egypt. Exodus 10, 22 23. But grace gives light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world, John 9 and 5. Mm. Jesus came to give not only sight to the physically blind, but to the spiritually blind as well. Death and life. The last scene in Egypt was death. The death of the firstborn in Exodus 12, 29-30. The end of the law is death, Romans 6 and 23. One of the last miracles of Christ was to give life, the resurrection of Lazarus, John 11, 41-44. Jesus came to bring life and immortality to light through the gospel of grace. The first time the law was proclaimed, 3,000 were killed, Exodus, 20, Exodus 32, 
26-28. The first time the grace was preached, 3,000 were saved. Oh, wow. Hmm. Acts 2 and 41. That's interesting. Stripped and clothed. We are by nature like the man in the parable of the Good Samaritan, robbed and stripped and left by the wayside to die. Luke 10, 30-37. The law, like the priest and the Levite, pass by and gives no help. While grace comes where we are, and like the Good Samaritan, pours in oil and wine and puts us in his place on his beast and provides for our future. Seek and save. The law says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Grace says, the Son of Man is to come to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 19 and 10. What a best of the parable the lost sheep opens up. It's not so much the sheep that was lost as that a man had lost the sheep. When Adam sinned and wandered away, God said, Adam, if you can do without me, I cannot do, with you. I cannot do without you. Then it was that grace began its work. Do and live and live and do. The law says do and thou shalt live. Leviticus 18 and 5. Grace says it is finished. No man is justified by his works, but as a believer he will be rewarded for his works. We are not to work to, cro- to the cross, but from the cross. Servants and sons. The law said to Moses at the burning bush, put off thy shoes, Exodus 3, 3 through 5. Why? Thou art a servant, Hebrew 3 and 5. Grace said to the prodigal when he turned, returned home, put on thy shoes, Luke 15 and 22. Why? Because he was a son, Luke 15 and 24. The law says keep off. Grace says embrace him. Law says bow the knee. Grace says kiss him. The law says punish. Grace says forgive. The law says strip him. Grace says best robe. The law says kills. Grace says make alive. Under the law, the sheep died for the shepherd. Under the grace, the shepherd died for the sheep. John 10, 14 through 15. The law demands holiness. Grace gives holiness. The law says curses everyone that continues not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Grace says, blessed is the man whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute iniquity. The law says that God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. Grace says, herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. The law, said, the law speaks of priestly sacrifices offered year by year continually, which can never become as thereunto perfect. Grace says, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, by one offering have perfected forever them that are sanctified. The law declares that as many have sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. Grace declares that there is no condemnation, judgment for sin, for those who are in Christ Jesus, for they have passed from death unto life. John 5 and 24. Okay. By grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. We are saved through faith, and it is the gift of God. In other words, it's something that was given to us. We didn't do it. And actually, we didn't deserve it. We can't work for it because we cannot earn it. It's impossible for us to earn it. Only one man did, and it was given to us 
as a gift. From this scripture, we see that grace is a gift. If any man receives salvation in exchange for his works, then salvation is another word for wages. Or if salvation is given in exchange for benefits bestowed, then it is simply reward. Now, if a man receives salvation as wages or as a reward, then salvation is not a gift, but something that he was entitled to, and therefore is not of grace. Grace is not something given us to help us keep the law. Grace is undeserved, undeserved mercy. We can't work for it. We can't earn it. It's given to us, and we don't deserve it. The source of grace is God's love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life, John 3.16. The channel of grace is Christ. Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ, John 1 and 17, Titus 2 and 11. The channel of grace is Christ. That's how we get obtained graces through Christ. That's how we obtain truth is through Christ. And actually, Christ is truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. The instrument of grace is faith. By grace are ye saved through faith, Ephesians 2 and 8. Not faith in a thing as some good deed we have done, but faith in a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. Now we're getting to the contrast, blood and wine. The first miracle that Moses performed as a representative of the law was to turn water into blood, typical of death. He's Exodus 7, 19 through 21. The first miracle that Jesus performed was a representative of grace, was to turn water into wine, typical of life, John 2, 7 and 11. So he turned water, which gives life, into blood. You can't drink blood, it'll kill you. The fish couldn't live in blood to kill him. Actually, it did kill him. Jesus turned water, which is life, into wine. So those were the first miracles. One was a dispensation of uh, the law. The other was a dispensation of um, grace. Darkness and light. All the law can do is produce darkness, as when Moses caused a thick darkness to cover the land of Egypt, Exodus 10, 22-23. But grace gives light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world, John 9 and 5. Jesus came not only to give sight to the physically blind, but to the spiritually blind as well. We need to remove the scales from our eyes so that we can begin to see those things that God wants us to see. Death and life. The last scene in Egypt was death, the death of the firstborn Exodus 12, 29 through 30. The end of the law is death, Romans 6 and 23. One of the last miracles of Christ was to give life, the resurrection of Lazarus, John 11, 41 through 44. Jesus came to bring life and immortality to life through the gospel of grace. The first time the law was proclaimed, 3,000 were killed in Exodus 32 and 26 to 28. First time the grace was preached, 3,000 were saved, Acts 2 and 41. I found that quite interesting because remember when Moses came down from the law and he saw all of them in rebellion, they were worshiping false idols and, and calves and stuff, and even um, Aaron, his brother, they, he was caught up in it. And so then they had that big thing, he said, those who side of God get on this side, those who side on um, 
whoever they were, you know, leading the worship got on that side, so it was 3,000 were killed. So then now on the day of Pentecost, when um, grace was preached by the act of the Holy Spirit coming upon all the church, and 3,000 were saved. Stripped and clothed. We are by nature like the man in the parable of the Good Samaritan, robbed and stripped and left by the wayside to die. Luke 10, 30 through 37. The law, like the priests and the Levites, pa- passes by and gives us no help. While grace comes where we are, and like the Good Samaritan, pours in oil and wine and puts us in his place on his beast and provides for our future. Those who were, quote unquote, called to help, that was the the uh, Levites and the preachers or whatever saw the man down there, and they just passed by. That's representative of the law. But now here comes the enemy, the Samaritan. He was not one of the Jewish people. He comes by, and he helps out this, the the, um, the man in the roadside, and that's representative of grace. God and puts him on in his place on his beast and provides for him. Okay, then. All righty. Seek and save. The law says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Grace says the Son of Man is to come to seek and save that which was lost. Luke 19 and 10. What a of the parable of the lost sheep opens up. It's not so much that the sheep was lost as that a man had lost the sheep. When Adam sinned and wandered away, God said, Adam, if you can do without me, I cannot do without you. Then it was that grace began its work. So that's interesting. Now, I never really kind of put that in that you know, understanding. But God does seek us out. You know, I mean, we have to seek him in the sense of we're opening up to, it's like, you cannot come to the Father except through the Son. You cannot get to the Son except out of the leadership of the Holy Spirit. So that's the process again, and that's why intercessory prayer is so you know important. But He wants to save all of us. It's a matter of whether or not we respond to His call. So there's a call everywhere. It's called everywhere from repentance. It's a worldwide call, but who's going to respond to the call? Do and live and live and do. The law says do and thou shalt live. Leviticus 18 and 5. Grace says it is finished. No man is justified by his works, but as a believer he will be rewarded for his works. We are not to work to the cross, but from the cross. In other words, we don't work toward the cross. Our source is the cross. Our strength is the cross. We are supposed to die, joint heirs of death, of resurrected life of the cross. We're supposed to die with Jesus. And what I mean by that as far as our flesh nature, as far as our soul nature, that's supposed to die. The law says do and live and do. The law says do and live and live and do. The law says do and thou shalt live. Leviticus 18 says grace says it is finished. No man is justified by his works, but as a believer he will be rewarded for his works. I just read that. We are not to work to the cross, but from the cross. Servants and sons. The law said to Moses at the burning bush, put off thy shoes, Exodus 3, 3 through 5. Why? Thou art a servant, Hebrews 3 and 5. Grace says to the prodigal child when he returned home, 
put on thy shoes, Luke fifteen twenty two. Why? Because he was a son, Luke fifteen twenty four. Law says keep off. Grace says embrace him. The law says bow the knee. Grace says kiss him. The law says punish. Grace says forgive. Law says strip him. Grace says best robe. The law says kill. Grace says makes a lie. Under the law, the sheep died for the shepherd. Under the grace, the shepherd died for the sheep, John 10, 14 through 15. The law demands holiness. Grace gives holiness. The law says, Cursed is everyone that continues not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Grace says, Blessed is the man whose iniquities are forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute iniquity. The law says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. Grace says, Herein is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. The law speaks of previously sacrifices offered year by year continually, which could never make, this com- never make the comers thereunto perfect. Grace says, But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, by one offering have perfected them that are sanctified. The law declares that as many as we have sinned in the law should be judged by the law. Grace declares that there is no condemnation, judgment for sin, for those who are in Christ Jesus, for they have passed from death unto life. John 5 and 24. All righty. Questions, comments, criticism, conclusions. Yeah. yeah. So grace is my trump card. You understand? Yeah, you got a lot of echo. Huh? There's an echo going on, but I hear you. Okay. Yeah. I would say grace is our trump one of our trump cards. Trump card meaning the card that that um. See, I. I
Well, the disciples weren't wrong, but it shows that Jesus also had a had to had, had to follow his father's word. Okay. And that's something he was expecting for us to do. But for the little things that we will put on to a fool or a servant, we should never feel like we're too high not to do it. Because of the people that we will come across. We may have in our mind that it's a um, low thing, it's a demeaning thing. But God said, He will meet us where we are. If you come across somebody that is in a low state, that's when we're supposed to come in and uplift that person. And then offering them the invitation to come and to know about Jesus and the Holy Spirit of God. God, he had good things for us, for us to obey and work in his order. In man, it would always be a selfish thing. If it doesn't have Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and God truly in it. It's selfish because our flesh nation. That's right. All right. Anybody else got anything? Yeah, Sam, I was um, writing down what you were talking about. And um, what I find is very comforting is God is seeking us out. Mm-hmm. He's seeking us out. He's looking for us. Now, I always always thought that we had to look for Jesus and see him, but he actually is seeking us out, you know. And that's, and that's a totally different viewpoint than what I had understood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I caught that too, Cher. And then also what I understand, which is, just kind of struck me today was when we crucify our our flesh, we get rid of the mind, will, and emotions of our own mind, will, and emotions, our own thoughts, our own way, you know, our selfish ambitions, our, our emotions that get, get us carried away when we try to rely on them. It doesn't work because, you know, the emotions are going to come and go and they're going to go up and down. Our will is not God's will. It's self-will or whatever, you know, efforts of our own. And our own mindset is to try to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Where how can you figure out an infinite God with our finite mind? Mm-hmm. So see, there is where the cross comes in, and 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 the strength comes from the cross, not from our effort. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's what grace is, is that strength from the cross. And God is looking for people that will repent. And then receive that grace through faith. Did I say it right? Does that sound right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. I know um, something we talked about yesterday 
talking about emotions. I was when me and Erica were going by discussion, and it's like we have to learn to override our emotions. But Erica put it a better way. Like, why would God give us emotions? I mean, you know, if we got to override them, why would He give us emotions? And what Erica was saying, sometimes um, the emotional part of us will pull us into areas and arenas and carry us when we're kind of done. Um, brings me to thinking about Walter Payton. He, he, um, in his last year playing, he, he, and all, all everything that he did, he was, he was a little bit slower. I mean, he was the same speed, lift the same amount of weight and everything, but his yards per carry went down, and it was because he recognized this was like his last year. And he had that emotional thing that he had before. And then I think about Jesus and his passion in the garden. But his emotions, were they were put to his wit's end because literally he was drops of blood. He was grieving over the fact this is the first time he's going to be separated from his father. I mean, we're talking about since all eternity, and he was going to be separated. So the thing about our emotions is that they have to line up with the Holy Spirit, and then in the proper order is spirit, soul, and body. And so that's the thing. So when your emotions lined up with your spirit and your spirit is lined up with the Holy Spirit, then you've got that power that will push you. But when your emotions are not lined up, then your mind must override your emotions and tell them, shut up and come over here where you're supposed to be. So, it, it, you know, and, 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 and that thing is, I know what just helping me is I'm going through my struggles to get an understanding, like, okay, which part of me, that's, that's what started this conversation with Erica, which part of me is this is talking right now? Because I'm understanding there are different parts of me. And, you know, so who is this that's stepping in and giving the order? Right. So it helps me, because you all might not need it, but it helps me so that when I need to do something I don't want to do, I can recognize Forces is coming against me to make me not want to do it and say, oh, that's that's just mine. Shut up. You know, you go somewhere. You know, I, I got to listen to the Holy Spirit. I got, you know, and that helps me to get make me do things I need to do. Anybody else? Okay, so basically separating your your humanness from your animal survival. Hmm. Now, when you were saying that, and I was saying knowing to separate your humanity in Jesus from your animal survival. Emotions. I understand what you're saying. Okay. So, when we get in the way, we're pretty much going under our physical and um, animal reaction. Right. That's where it gets in our way. Right. 
Okay, but God, when he made all of the all his creations and the animals, we were supposed to be a step up. Right. And be more humane and be humane. Well, Not, to be on the same level of as of the animal. Right. Okay, but a lot of the times and we see it for where that animal side of us gets in the way. Mhm. And just like when you look at the devil, he's showing more of his animal side than what he was showing of the spiritual side that he had before he was denounced. Mm-hmm. Well, the devil doesn't have a choice anymore. Huh? I said the devil doesn't have a choice anymore because he's cut off from his source. Right, so more of his animalistic is showing than what his, than what his humane is showing. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I mean, but the, the, devil, the, the devil doesn't have any humanity in him. Right. He's not. He's a spirit. He's a total spirit. Right. But I, I understand what you're saying, though. <clears throat> All right, who wants prayer? I'll go last. You there, Cher? All right. You still there, Cher? Okay, anybody else want to pray before I pray for Renee? I do. All right. Right okay, you still there, Cher? Yeah. Okay, I'm about to pray for you. Okay. <laughs> Horomboko Sanrasi, Shirkose, 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 Kada, Horombraka, Shirkose, 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 Yes, Father, we praise your name, Boranaka. We glorify you. Hmm. Hmm. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Allow God to center you. And that will give you the focus that is needed. When you are centered... You will be clear. You will be able to see here so that you can move as a Holy Spirit. 
dictates. Right. Trust in what he's showing you and telling you to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Sam. Okay. I guess I'll pray for the Reese PC. Hmm. All right, Father God, let me lift up Erika. Before, I'm sorry, before you pray for me, um, could you pray? One of my clients just called me, and her name is Charisma Johnson. Uh, she mentioned that her three month old child has flatlined three times. Oh, wow. In the past. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, she was, yeah. So just pray for her, please. Mm. Mm. She just brought him home, but um, she, you know, she's not been in communication with me um, for a couple of weeks, um, and she said that was the reason why. That was laughing. Um, does this a client that you have an opportunity to to share God with? Um, I think I would say yes. I've only spoken with her on the phone, and uh, you know, of course, we provide services to people over sixty. So she's been looking for services for her great aunt or her aunt, and um, you know, and she's the caregiver. <clears throat> So I think I would say just from um, what I received from her over the phone, I would say yes. Because what I'm looking at is like the enemy is laughing from things of her past or life or whatever gates is open, and it's like she's trying to escape and get out of this, that he keeps coming back. And it's purposely to, well, steal, kill, and destroy to bring her back to go make her make her leave her faith. Uh-huh. Mm. Mhm. Mhm. She trusts you. That's why she opened up and told you that. That then out of necessity. And she does need help. She's not really sure how to go about it. She is fighting from what tools she knows how and what to fight with. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when you had me pray for a boy yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her tool her, her belt needs to be expanded upon. Mm. But because of life, and again, the, the the strategicness of the enemy, she's not in a position to be allowed to learn. Because you don't just, you know, grab this one minute and be able to do it the next minute most of the time. You got that got to grow inside of you. Hmm. Daddy God, we come right now in the name of Jesus. Cast Satan away from her life. 
to cast the enemy away from her life. We say, Father God, we ask for a hedge of protection. We bind you away from that family. That family right now, in Jesus' name, I plead the precious Holy Ghost anointed blood over her life, over her family. I plead that precious Holy Ghost anointed blood, Father, so that the peace of God can begin to enter into that situation. The word of God will begin to rise up and bestow health and healing in that family, Lord. Touch the child who shattered let them begin to rise up. Touch her spirit and let her begin to calm down. And teach her how to draw strength from you. Begin to bring the mentors, the ministers, the word, however it needs to be done, so she can begin to glean, so she can begin to grab hold, so she can begin to grow. Grud our cuss out, and we just give you the praise and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. No, now I pray for you, right? Uh huh. Do you want me to read this letter to you before you pray, or? However you feeling, baby. <laughs> Okay. Dear Miss Wheeler, the staff development trainings are held in an effort to improve the morale and attitudes of the employees. They're designed to help us learn how to communicate, resolve conflicts, and to understand different personalities so that the environment in off in Office of Senior Affairs will be more amicable. Emails were sent out in advance about the October training so that staff could adjust their schedules or inform me if there was a conflict. On Tuesday, September 29, 2015, I received a leave request form that indicated that you will be out on October 2nd. The day of the staff development <clears throat> training was scheduled. When I questioned if there was an emergency or if there was something you knew beforehand, your response to me was that you knew several weeks ago. I was extremely appalled because it was apparent that you did not care. I further mentioned that I had to change the date several times to accommodate other staff members and that I would have done the same had you informed me in a timely manner. You did not apologize or show remorse for your decision. Your nonchalant attitude showed disrespect and indicated that you have no regard for me as your supervisor or your job. Please do not let this happen again. I need to be informed of your schedule whenever the office has planned activities. This is your second letter of counseling. Should there be a third letter, you will be subject to immediate disciplinary action and termination and or termination. You gave it to me earlier this morning, but I just, you know, when you were praying, I um, decided to open it and read it. Okay. Question: When were when did you inform them that you were going out of town? Uh, on um, I guess it was a week before. And when did you find out about the meeting? 
um, emails had come out earlier. I can't remember, but it was before I put in. Oh. Um, it was before I put in my leave request. Now, this is something that is on your file? Yeah, basically um, what she put at the bottom um, is, is going to go on my personnel file. That's getting right back to what I said about earlier about being tempered. Being able to withstand things that the ordinary person would would pull away or react instantaneously, etc. So now what happens is because of the position that you've been placed in, Enemies throwing fiery darts, and that's exactly what that was. It was a fiery dart. Now, when you react or how you react, or if you don't react, either way it goes, there's going to be a negative response. Mm-hmm. Daddy God, what we're coming before is, Lord, what, if anything, does she need to do? What, if anything, does she need to do, Father? Mm. What I'm getting is saying, oh, okay. And keep on stepping. Because what's going on is such a much higher plane, then you don't need to get caught up in a distraction, and that's what that is. That's a distraction from the enemy to make you get caught up in more unnecessary stuff. And what did I say? About three weeks' time is going to be something. So, you know, your countdown is on. You said three days. I thought I said three weeks. Oh, I thought you said three days. Thought you said don't say anything for in for three days or something like that. I might have said that, but I know I also said in about three weeks there's going to be a tremendous change. So it might be two different um, occasions. Because I'm remembering three mm-hmm. weeks there's going to be a tremendous change. Okay. So that's what I'm remembering. What's up, Miss Ella? So allow God to. Show you the specific details of what you're doing or what needs to be done. That's a straight distraction. Handle it as needed uh-huh. as far as being professional, as far as CYA. Uh-huh. Other than that, don't worry about it. It's just like I was talking about... You know, all week the enemy been trying to get me out. Like you said, keep my head in the game. Uh-huh. And he's throwing things to make me lose my focus and make me get off of what God's calling me to do. That That's all that is. That's nothing but a straight distraction to get you disgruntled, to make you miss the mark, and to get you out of center, to make you lose your peace. 
because of the fact that you choose to remain where God is calling you to be, it's going to make the enemy rare up even more so. So see it from that perspective when the reactions come. Mm-hmm. See it from that perspective when the reactions come. But see, your time there is already is already on us. You're on a limited time basis. They don't know or understand you're about to be removed. Because God is God is already God has already made a way. You're about to be removed. They don't see it coming. It's already established. There ain't nothing they can do about it. So you walk from that perspective. And move as he calls you to move. Don't get caught up in the BS, because mm-hmm. it can, you know, it, and it's also designed for the very thing that's going to take you from where you are to where God designed you to be. It's also designed to stop that flow. Now, understand that from that perspective, your reaction to what just was thrown at you, if you respond to it as the enemy wants you to respond, will stop your breakthrough on another level. That's what that's about. Mm-hmm. Because the I'm gonna tell you the story like this. My old pastor once he said he was got into it with his wife, and he walked out the house and was walking down the hall. And he well walking down the hall, he saw two gentlemen leaning on the wall. When he went past them, they had like a little notebook in their hand. They said he's not ready, and he kept on walking. And he said he stopped, and he turned around and he looked, and they were gone. He realized that was angels, and he had just failed the test. He turned around and went back in the house. See, that's a test for another level. It ain't got nothing to do about where you're at. <laughs> that's a test for a whole nother level. You act accordingly. You trust and let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you in all and through all. Again, whatever reaction you give to them is going to be received negatively. If you respond, you don't respond to how you respond. Because of who they are, they can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. But you, being the child of God that you are, being the tempered God, the tempered child of God that you are, you are able to withstand and trust and believe God for the turnarounds and the miracles that he's performing in your life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Mm. Okay, now I'm going to ask you to, um, man, I just got a text message. So I'm going to ask you to pray for my brother, but I'm going to read you the text message. <laughs> you just working me today, huh? I, yeah, I mean, and they're just coming repetitively like this. I get one text message, 1130. And you know it's just 11.34. I love you, sis. Then the second text message at 11.32. I hope all is going well with you. Just wanted to ask for your prayers. Is this the same brother you when you was in at church last week? No, this is the oldest one of them. The one that I'm the closest to. Okay. Uh, what was it? I hope all is going well with you. I just want to ask for your prayers. I had a couple of surgeries last month that went well. Had a few complications that caused the doctor, the doctors to order a CT scan. Everything checked out good with the complications, but the CT scan showed a tumor on my kidneys. 
the doctor said that it was eighty that it was an eighty percent chance that it was cancerous. I have an MRI schedule for next Tuesday that will determine what type of biopsy that I would need. Not worried at all. I just wanted to let you know where I am. Mm. Mm. I ain't gonna say nothing because I remember what I said the other day <laughs> about you ministering to your family and your brothers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm. You don't think none of this is funny, do you? <laughs> You okay. All right. Hi, you know, Father God. Well, Gotta meet you where you're at. I'm going back to my pastor again, my old pastor again. Um, the day that he was, his son was killed, and he said that he was driving toward the hospital. And he said, God told him his son was coming home, and. He said he could have started crying and wailing, but he said he made a decision that the word of God is true. And if that's the case, he's going home. So he said when he went to the hospital room, he stopped his family and said, no, right now we're going to begin to praise and worship God. And the reason that I'm saying that, he said that decision made a determination of how God is going to deal with with what's going on in your life. Your brother's making those decisions. He's trying to stand. He's trying to stand, and I'm saying trying, very key. He's trying. He's wavering. He's moving. See, when you're in that kind of heat and that kind of fire, you got to, you got to be very careful about who feeds you. You got to be very careful about what you're eating. It's like, you know, you get ready to have surgery, they tell you what you can and can't eat, what you can and cannot do, the preparation for the surgery. Same thing with that. He 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 needs to eat some good things. I don't know his diet. You're more aware of it in. I'm talking about in the spiritual sense. But I know that you need to feed him. You need to feed him some good food. And what, oh, oh my God, and what did I tell you the other day? He said, you're going to have to just take it off. If you got to pray, you got to minister, get their hands, and just give it to them as they need it. Oh, my God. Wow. Mm. Mm. Wow. If that ain't clear as I don't know what right now, it is to me. Ain't what he used to. Ain't what he he might be familiar with, but his is what he gonna need. And he got he gonna see. Mm, 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 oh my God! See this. Mm, see this is why we can't can't can't. Oh Jesus! Why we can't understand God? Cause see this very thing. Think of this. 
you get into his life and position yourself the way that you need to be positioned so that God can use you to feed that man, to give him what he needs, so he can make the transitions and the transformations in his life that are needed. And he's going to begin to rise and to stand and do hundreds and just become another level in God. What do you think that's going to do for his congregation? What do you think that's going to do for his family? See how God is multiplying? See how God is causing the increase because of you and who you are in him. When I'm talking about being tempered and that wheat that was hardy enough to grow up with the tears that it didn't choke and kill you out. So now, as the harvest time is now here in that arena of your life, and you get to cut it off, and the wheat and the tears get separate, so that now you can begin to produce a fruit in that man's life. Because he needs you. And his spirit is directing him to you. That's why he's sitting in the text. He's trying to stand. He's walking on what he knows. But what he needs is going to come from you. Amen. Amen. You didn't want me to pray for nobody else, do you? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Oh, you want, I'll let you listen to this music for a little bit. That might help you.
Your turn, Renee. Okay, we pray for my um, neighbor Brenda. Neighbor Brenda. Alrighty, Haram Botichi to go say she to go Randa to go say she dish. Yes, yes, Father, want to pray for Brenda. Haram Brenda to get sit there. Holy Spirit move in her heart and her life. Rokonda to go sit there. Touch her, Father. Yendo to go sandaka Randa to go sit there. Move, Lord, Randy to go say, Shanda to go, Sandra to go say, more Rombrandi to go Sada, Holy Spirit, Rombrand, we seeking you to go the hand of God, you to go upon her life and her heart as the transformations are going forth. Let her receive you, Father, the unadulterated version, you, Lord, in truthfulness. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, I'll take one of my uh-huh. Okay, Marshmallow says she wants you to pray for her too <coughs> She's so silly <laughs> You said you so silly I know <laughs> Alright, let me pray for Marshmallow Yara ko rande shit Did it go say Did it go down 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 Did it go say Shan Yes Yes Mm. Mm. You believe it when you see it. Will you believe what you're looking at? The Lord has been showing you things, but you don't really accept it for what it is. You don't really want to see it for what it really is. You you're trying to change change or give it a mask or give it another label, but God is telling and showing you exactly what it is. Now, if you walk in your understanding, you're not only limited, but you're also leading to a falsehood. If you allow God to reveal this to you and walk in his understanding, then there's a purpose to it. You're torn because, see, you have a desire to do something and move in a certain direction or whatever. And God is saying, see this for what this is. And you're torn. You're torn. Do I do I see it and I, I receive it for what God is showing me, even though it might not be what I like or what I want to accept? It might even hurt me. Or I'm going to just go ahead and, and walk blindly and say, no, that's not it, or something different. Mm-mm. You make a choice. Didn't say it was going to be an easy one. Because, see, the thing about life, we repeat the class. So if, if you miss it, you'll be back. This Again, this God ain't the public school system when you get so old. Well, actually, I take that back because <laughs> you do get so old, you go to the next level. But, see, that means you die. <laughs> see, public school system, you get so old, they just graduate you and put you, know, put you out in eighth grade or whatever. Well, if you keep missing the same old lesson over and over, eventually you die. So, yeah, he do, you do, do go to the next level. Then you go, oh, that's why I was stuck all them years. So these are things called growing up, dear. 
These are the things, you know, and, you know, actually, you know, you need to enjoy where you're at, though it might seem hard and difficult because it's only going to get worse. Like, like that commercial on the guy at the graduation. He said, you're going to be living in your mama's basement. You did all of the education, and you're working at a job at McDonald's. <laughs> you know, the reality side. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to bust your bubble. I'm sorry. Go to school. Don't don't stop. <laughs> you say, why are you making it to a comedy show? I'm to a comedy show. <laughs> hey, you know, look, you you live long enough either learn to laugh or cry, okay? <laughs> oh, learn to laugh or cry. But, I mean, God wants to keep you from wasting a lot of time by making the same mistakes. And it won't be because you don't know it or don't see it. It will be because you don't receive what he's showing you. And I'm done. Okay. She walked out the room on that last part. Oh, I know she did. She want to hear that. <laughs> she said she still heard, even though she walked out the room. <laughs> uh-huh. All righty then. Let me pray for Nina. Okay. Thank you, sir. Bora did it under the Gundigander Gundigander Gundrapa, Holy Spirit, your time is coming, dear. Your time is coming. You've been walking. You've been being patient. You've been being diligent. You've been seeking and trusting. Your time is coming. Don't stop. Trust. Some of what I was saying to Christy replies to you, applies to you. Trust in what God is showing you. Move in faith. Him, not in you. That's where your victory is going to lie. In and of yourself, nah. In Him through faith is where your victory is at. So don't stop. Keep pressing and watch to make the breakthrough. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And I feel, and I feel every muscle burn in it too. <laughs> I went into the, I went into the shop yesterday, and uh, picked all the things because I was there Friday, and the things I was feeling while I was there was not good ones. But again, I'm gonna say again, I thank God for patience. And I know that's something that a lot of people say, don't pray for because it'll have you in a place for where it's going to test your patience and your obedience. Okay, but I do appreciate my patience because the things I've seen, it didn't didn't knee-jerk me over to my animalistic side, my physical side. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and I was able to keep a nice, evil temperament, even though I seen what was going on. 
okay. So when I got finished, me and my customers had left for the evening, and I did all that I could do before I left, and as long as the place was locked up, it was for the people who was in charge to come back and get all, make sure all that other stuff was done. So I hadn't been there from Saturday. They closed on, well, they opened on Sunday, but they know I'm not coming in on Sunday. So I wasn't there Saturday. I wasn't there Sunday. I wasn't there Monday. I wasn't there Tuesday, and I went in yesterday. So the same, so the same little willing imps that was there, they're looking, they're smiling as if they weren't up on me. And I've had people who came, came here walk past me trying to see if they can bump me and see if they can just set me off. <laughs> and I still kept an even temperament. Okay, when it was time for me to go, I said bye, and I left on out the door. And when I left out, it felt like that was lifted up off my shoulder. And like for today, I was going to go in today, but something's telling me don't go. Okay. So I'm going to get some stuff done around here that I need to get done around here. Mm-hmm. And two, uh, I've been watching the baby while Shanice gets her put in with this uh, internship. Okay. So once she's go ahead and she got things in place for daycare and all of that, okay, then I know she's doing good. I'm still praying for Chrissy to get get, get, get herself in line. <laughs> She holler out, I bet. She holler out what? She hollered out, I bet that I'm praying for her to get her stuff in line. <laughs> and so, cause uh, I just I'm I'm at a calmness because where something would normally bother me, it doesn't bother me. I just look at it. It's almost like, you remember I told you how I can see when Morgan is getting ready to ch- um, change mm-hmm. from her for, from, from her personality? Yeah. Okay. I'm, like, seeing these little, these little, um, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to say evil, but wrestling, but wrestling spirits. I can see them. Mhm. And I'm able to look at them and keep my calmness. Right, right. They're not able to pull me in, mm-hmm. and for them not able to pull me in, they seem like they get mad. Yeah, that happens. But I'm still able to stand there and look at them, and go like, really? And because uh, I was sitting Bible study Tuesday, we were still in John 18, going from the part of Simon Peter cutting off the soldier's ear and Jesus putting it back on. Uh-huh. Okay, you had prayed for somebody earlier about having that, um, like, prayer partner. And while we were going over um, John 18, uh, pastor was talking about how when they went and walked with Jesus 
to the different um, high priests to get a fast to get a fast trial going. Uh-huh. How they got further away from God. Oh, okay. Okay. So Tuesday, while we were talking about it, and going through it here with everybody else, see it. And one thing about it, for I've understand and I realize when you got somebody talking about the different scriptures, nine times out of ten, they're not really talking away from what God meant, but depending on where they're standing right then and there, they're talking about how it's applying to the things that's happening with them. So it's not thoroughly that they're outside of the wheel, but they're saying for how they're looking at it in their situation at that time. But they're still there for you can pull them in more and then let them see the bigger picture of God's comprehension of his word. So um, the way I had explained it was, you know, when they were in the garden, they were at the port of origin. But when they start walking away, you know, just like tossing a pebble into uh, into still water, how the how the ripples come out and they get bigger, but then they start to fade. And how they were in the point of origin, which they was in God's court at that time. And when they asked, you know. Who is Jesus? You know, where is Jesus? He said, here I am. And God didn't try to kill him. He just knocked him over. Okay, when they asked again, knocked him over again. Okay, then Peter called himself going to come in with his animalistic ways and cut off the soldier's ear. And Jesus told him, no, we, no, we ain't playing on that level. No, you can't, you, you can't go back to that. But as they got away from that port of origin, Simon started to become bitter because he didn't he didn't get his fame the way he thought he should have got it. And in the meantime, he wound up denying Jesus three times. And out of that, it's down to the point of no matter how hard it gets, we got to stay focused and centered. And we have to get that port of origin inside of our spirit in order to be more planted. So if I'm off course, please let me know. No, you're good, girl. But I do receive that for what you said. And I think I'm seeing the, I'm, I'm I'm seeing the, I'm hearing the bells and I'm seeing the light. I just gotta, I just gotta know, I just gotta stay planted and still, and let all this other debris is, um, get from around. Yeah, yeah. And find fresh soil to be in. <laughs> Anybody else? Me. Who's me? Gloria. 
Oh, Gloria Lane. How are you, Gloria Lane? Pretty good, pretty good. How about you guys? Pretty good. Happy to hear this morning. Oh, thank you. I've been off and on all morning. Phone, that is. I I was going to say something smart, but I just caught my (laughs) That's why I said I clarified it. Phone. It was on my was on its way out, and I just closed the door. I know. You were sitting on your shoulder poking, you saying? Oh, uh, I wasn't poking. It was it was just coming out. It wasn't even a poke. Like, come on. No, no, I'll be nice. Yeah. All right, dear. Let me pray for you. Hmm. Okay, your sister Kay. Before you start, I had a dream a few nights ago that she was walking. And um, and then maybe the, the next day or so, she and I were talking on the phone, and she said something about uh, when she's, uh, she's going to do something when she's, if she can ever get to the point where she can really truly walk. And I said, you will. I said, because I had a dream. And I remember all the specifics was walking. Mm. Oh, but carry on. And that's kind of like you 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 letting her go. Keep letting her go. God, she's at a point now where she's receiving and hearing from him where she didn't before. She's at a point where she's beginning to allow God to talk to her. See, pain has a way of humbling us. (laughs) So because she is now becoming more humbled, she can hear. She's choosing to hear. Not that she never heard or saw, but she's choosing to hear. So the more that you pray for her and stand in the gap for her, at this point in time, is better than trying to tell her or show her something. Because she is that 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 relationship is beginning to grow in him. So now, when you come back, you can be able to confirm, just like you did with the dream. You can begin to confirm things in her or with her, rather than you trying to preach or tell her something. Let God speak to her first. You might see something or want to say something. You go and pray about it. And let God speak to her first, then you come behind and confirm it. And it's going to make a huge difference in her life and her walk. Anything, dear? Hmm? Huh? Thank you. You're welcome. And I'll share something else. Um, I guess she's just been on my mind lately, but he asked me in the morning. Um, Mind you, I'm at my place, and she's at her place. She hasn't picked up the phone and called me, but I was asleep. And I heard her voice. She just kept calling me. 
And I woke up. And I'm like, wow, what was that all about? Mm. God being God. That's God being God. was as if she was right here with me calling my name. Mm-hmm. Weird. All right. Who's next? Anybody, anybody, anybody next? All right, somebody pray for me and we get out of here. I mean, the day would be nice. Okay. Why don't you pray for me? I do. I do pray for you every day. Okay, why don't you pray for me right now? You know what? I was trying to come up to your house, when was it, last week or whenever, to pray with you, for you, beside you, face-to-face, and you egged me. Oh, so you're trying to say since I was unavailable last week, you're not going to pray for me right now. Is that what you're trying to say? Now, I can make some plans again. <laughs> plans again to, to give you a face-to-face prayer because I think that's what you need. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, but, Ma, did you just hear what you said? Because that's what you think that I need, not what the Holy Spirit says. <laughs> I'm being guided by the Holy Spirit. That's why. Ah, uh, okay, okay, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, when your schedule permits, mm-hmm. let me know, and I'll slide by, and and we can do that one on one. Yes, dear. Thank you. Okay, dear. Well, anybody else out there want to pray for me now? <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, Sam. All right, then. So it would come under your son, Jesus, to pray for Sam Farley from being, being a obedient servant, from being a glorious shepherd, As for being tempered, the thing to do. Lord, as he has stated on many mornings, he wrestled. That's just him being tempered. At that time, he didn't understand it, but the more and more that he gets into you, it starts to be a, it starts to visualize not only in his sight but also in his spirit that he's being built up for the endurance for which you made him for. Lord, let him walk into what you have destined him to go 
where you have destined him to be. And, Lord, that is your glory and your honor that this willing vessel is willing to make himself available for. As we put in us, we are like you. We are not of animals. So, Lord, let him be able to lock away that animal side of the physical. Let it be tossed out to dry places. And let his spiritual override his physical to show more of you. That bright light, that bright, that very bright and high loving light of you through him. Lord, as we go throughout the day, and everyone on this prayer list, on this prayer call, let them be blessed. Give them strength through their trials and tribulations of tempered endurance. And let us glorify and be used for your glorious of glory. As you have put us in this beautiful creation of a day that you have made, Lord, we praise you, we love you, and thank you so much for finding us worthy. Amen. In your name, Son Jesus, amen. 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 All righty, peeps. I will holler at you all later. Okay, I'll you tomorrow. Right. Don't forget to check your calendar, Farley. Yes, dear, I'll have do a, that. Have a great day. <laughs> Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.